You know what that music means. Welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. I'm going to try and keep this short and sweet because I know everyone wants to hear the conversation I have with Jared Storm from Forevermore. I am very excited to have him on the show today. He is one of the guitarists in Forevermore. They just had their brand new album, Integral, come out on July 22nd. I got to speak with him right after that came out. It's a very exciting time for them. They're on tour right now. I've heard nothing but good things. In fact, you're going to hear a review from Jackson later on in the show after the conversation. He got to see Forevermore live in Dallas, and we will definitely talk about that later on in the show. This is a really fun and interesting conversation that I got to have with Jared. Not only did we talk about his past in music, as well as where Forevermore is right now, but we also talked the concept of spiral dynamics and how they work that into the concept of integral. So very, very interesting stuff. I don't want to give anything away here because we're about to go talk about it in the conversation itself. So make sure you tune in for that. To get everything Forevermore, Make sure you follow them on Twitter and Instagram, Forevermore Band. You can also go to www.forevermoreband.com. And then you can also find them on Facebook, facebook.com slash forevermoreband. So look for Forevermore Band. That's probably the best way to do it. They have a couple of music videos out as well for Nascent. It's the second track on Integral, but the first track with lyrics They have a video for that, and they have a video for Order out as well. Both of these off of the new album, Integral. I'm actually going to play Nascent going into the conversation with Jared, and then at the end of the show, we're going to finish out with Order. They are very, very good songs. I think you're really going to get pumped when you hear them. Make sure to stick around for that. After the conversation with Jared, I go ahead and continue Ian Hates Music with Jackson And another special announcement. So make sure you're there for the beginning of the show right after the conversation with Jared. And make sure to stick around for order, like I said before as well. So without further ado, I know I I tend to do long intros uh, from time to time. I want to make sure I got right to the conversation with Jared. Because I know you're going to find this as fun and interesting as I did. Make sure to pick up the album Integral just came out recently. It is a great album. I'm sure you heard our review of the album last week. Great, great stuff. Stay tuned. Here's Nascent, the talk with Jared, and then we'll be back with the rest of the show.
Well, Jared, thank you very much for joining me on Ian Hates Music. I'm really excited to talk about everything you've got going on right now. But first, let me say, and I'm sure you've gotten this a lot, but Jared Storm is a huge rock name. So congratulations on that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I can't complain. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I can't, can't take credit for it, but it's, uh, yeah, it's a cool last name. <laughs> no, it works, it works out perfectly. So, Jared, you do the guitars for Forevermore. And the second question I have to ask right away is, how are you feeling now that Integral is out and everyone's had time to kind of sink their teeth into it? Um, I've been really stoked on the response we've been getting so far. Uh, people seem to really be digging it, and you know, a lot of people are, seem to be interested in the concept behind the record, which is a big part of it. Absolutely. And you know, the part, the part that I was really excited about. So yeah, it's been really good. That is great to hear. And you're currently on tour, right? Yeah, we're doing our headliner uh, beat release for about two weeks in. We got about three weeks to go. So yeah, we're right in the middle of it. Very nice, and I'll definitely come back to that very soon. But are you playing a lot of the new tracks on this tour? Uh, we're doing three new ones. Okay, actually, no, stretch that four new ones and the older songs. So kind of a mix. Is it a mi- is it a mix of all four albums, or is it the last two on Solid State? No, we've just been doing uh, songs from our last record, and then we have an older song that we play if we get an encore. So it's mostly just uh, like this current album and our last album. Oh, very nice. Okay, yeah, uh, Telos, right? Yep. Okay, I just yeah, make sure I'm so bad. I had to look up because it could have been Integral or Integral for your new album, so I always want to make sure that I'm actually saying the names correctly. Yeah, I mean, I don't even... It doesn't matter one way or another to me. <laughs> I oh, okay. say Integral, but if someone says Integral, that's... Gotcha. Works for me. <laughs> okay. Well, let's let's dive in a little bit to the new album. Now, I had the pleasure of listening to the podcast that you did. There wasn't a host on it. So who were the three members that were doing that podcast? Uh, that was me, I play guitar, then Sammy, our drummer, and then Michael, our other guitar player. Okay. All right. You were explaining a lot of the concept throughout that entire podcast. It was very good. I'm going to have a link to it. Uh, in the description because I want people to also go ahead and listen to that because I don't want to take everything from that podcast and just redo it here. But if you wouldn't mind taking me through a little bit of it because I am really, really interested in the concept that you went with. I'm a huge fan of concept albums in general and this one is a lot of fun to get into and I did my basic research. So I know I know some things already but I would really love to go through a little bit of it with you uh, if you aren't tired of talking about it already. Oh, no, not at all. I mean, yeah, I, I'm super interested in it as well. So awesome. let's dive in. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, let's get the cliche questions out of the way first, I guess, is so you first heard of this on another podcast. What was that? What was that sit down like with the band that first time? Well, was it you who brought the concept to everyone and then you had a big band discussion? How did it go from the very beginning? Yeah, so we were just sort of sitting around, like in the very early stages of uh, putting the record together, and we knew we wanted to try to do a concept album if we could come up with something that we thought would work. Okay. And we were throwing around different ideas, um, just but nothing was really like standing out or like really uh, grabbing our attention. So, but I had not, not too long before that, you know, came across this whole 
spiral dynamics idea. Right. And like I was, as we were talking about it, I was thinking in the back of my mind, like this would be, maybe that could be a cool idea. But I was like, I almost didn't even bring it up because I thought it would be too complex and like too difficult to pull off. But sure. I mean, we were just, we were kind of at a roadblock, couldn't, couldn't come up with anything. So I was like, well, there's this thing. And I feel like, you know, as I started to explain it, the guys were, you know, just as wide-eyed and interested as I was when I first heard about it, because, you know, it's such an interesting thing. Right. And we just got excited about it from the get-go, and and uh, the rest is history, I guess. <laughs> wow. I, I like hearing about how a band goes through those things, because I guess we can even go back a little bit further. What made you want to do a concept album in the first place? Because that is such a huge undertaking, because not only are you putting together, obviously, all the music that you would normally do, but now you're trying to weave everything into that storyline. Yeah, I think for me, it was just another way of taking a step forward as a band. Like, you know, we're always trying to push ourselves to get better musically, but, um, you know, our records in the past, the songs were sort of written by one or two members and each song was its individual thing. And we we would kind of, in hindsight, come up with, like a sort of theme to try to tie it together. And then like, uh, that would be the name for the album, but it was all kind of, uh, I don't know, kind of like after the fact. And like, I just thought it, although it would be way more challenging, it would be a lot of fun and like a, a fun challenge to try to make it all like a cohesive sort of thing that all fits together. And I mean, I think that's, that's the sort of thing, that you can really dive into. Like, I mean, it's one thing to sit down and listen to a record, but when there is like a concept behind it, that just gives a whole another layer for people who really want to dive in deeper rather than just sit and listen to the music. So, Abs- yep. A lot of different reasons. No, absolutely. And was that ability to take this concept, were you able to get together as a band and were there now different parts where people were writing more parts of lyrics? Like, is that how it worked? Who really sat down and worked that kind of stuff out? Yeah, it was kind of an interesting, uh, strange way of doing it. So it ended up being like, obviously, I was the one who was initially most familiar with the, with Spiral Dynamics, with the whole thing. Right. And it's sort of the, the type of thing that's right up my alley, like, uh, just like really esoteric kind of ideas are the things I'm really interested in the first place. So I've put uh, probably the most time out of all of us in like trying to really wrap my head around the con or uh, around spiral dynamics and like the details behind it. But when it came to writing the lyrics, like I've never written lyrics before and oh. I don't think I have a particular talent for it. Oh, no. So I kind of, I kind of delegated that to uh, the other guys. Uh, Michael wrote, our guitar player, wrote the majority, and then there were, there were contributions from Sammy and Kramer as well. Uh, and I wrote a little bit here and there, but so it was definitely a, cl- a collaborative effort, but I was just trying to sort of oversee the whole project and like make sure everything fit with like the concept as far as I could understand it, sure. uh, but leave sort of the the task of turning it into like a poetic, uh, you know, like a lyrical representation, I kind of left that up to the guys who are better at that sort of thing. So it was definitely a collaborative effort. Oh, very nice. Now, working on the guitar parts that you're working on, did you try and try anything different 
based on the concept or were there anything that you were working on since the last album that you really wanted to showcase in this one? Well, we had uh, a few songs started by the time we even uh, came up with the concept. Okay. So for a few of the songs, we sort of had to fit them in in terms of like trying to figure out which color should go with which song. Right. Um, you know, it's a very subjective thing. Like how does how does a song sound or feel like a color? Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. But I think we <laughs> this goes into a whole other topic oh, about fine. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, synesthesia. Oh sure, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so like the overlapping of your senses. So I I do think most people tend to have like loose associations between like sounds or styles of music and colors. Yeah, absolutely. And so we we did just try to like sit down and collectively come to a consensus about like like some of the songs are really obvious like oh yeah this song definitely feels super blue or whatever yeah, that and transition other ones, it was like right yeah the other ones it was kind of like it could go there were a few colors that we felt like they could fit and we just had to sort of uh you know go through a process of uh trying to make them fit as best we could and some of it was uh less to do with the color itself and more to do with like the the content that that color represents like for example the first song on the record which is uh beige <laughs> like right. the color beige doesn't necessarily match with like the style of the song but the the uh concept of beige is uh about like a very survivalist very harsh mode of existence very right. intense way of living so that kind of fit with that song being very fast and intense so yeah, yeah there was a certain amount of uh, matching the music to the concept. Okay, yeah, that's that's kind of where I was going with that because, yeah, and I think synesthesia was a great way to put that too because isn't that the concept as well where some people actually have the ability or it's kind of built in that some people can see like a color for a person or a possibly even like a number yeah. for a person as well? Yeah, exactly, which like I don't have that by any means, but I do associates like like i said certain styles of music with certain colors and even like numbers certain numbers seem like they fit with certain colors yeah and i right. think it it probably it's not so much like an on or off switch it's probably like a spectrum like everyone has some degree of like an overlap and for some people it's just super strong and that's when you have synesthesia but yeah it was interesting to try to like play on that within the concept within the record because you know it has these colors involved absolutely yeah so what was it like playing guitar for this album because it's a heavy heavy album even though you're doing your concept and you're going back and forth between these what i really liked about the the whole concept as well was besides the colors and and the stages of how humans are are seeing and understanding things is that you also have that healthy slash positive and unhealthy slash negative parts of each of the colors so you're able to mold the music to that as well how did you as the guitarist well as one of the guitarists as well go through that and kind of decide on this is how this should sound this is how this should sound yeah uh to be honest like it wasn't the the connection between like the songs themselves and like the lyrics maybe isn't that deep okay. in that like we weren't trying to like okay this part of the song needs to convey this facet of this color so it needs to sound like this it was more like 
we wrote an entire song just based on like trying to write a really good song. <laughs> right. And then we tried to match it with, uh, you know, the concept as best we could. Right. Uh, I, I think, uh, although we wanted it to be all very cohesive and for it to all fit together, the music itself comes first. And so we wouldn't want to like sacrifice writing the song the best way we could for the sake of like trying to make it fit with this this concept if that makes sense yeah it does and you definitely did make a ton of great songs because this is a great record and i think you should yeah you should definitely be super proud of this not only because of the concept because i know that's what's grabbing a lot of people's attention but if people have been able to hear the two singles that you have and actually also been able to hear the entire album now i mean i i wouldn't be surprised if you guys kill it live this has to be a great bunch of tracks to play live yeah, well, they're fun to play live. I mean, obviously, I can't uh, be the one to say how, how good we sound oh, or uh, anything like that, but I guess hopefully people will come out and uh, hang out and decide for themselves. But well, I, I appreciate it. I will tell you, we will have a, a review on your on your concert because one of the guys that co-hosts the show with me as well, he's going to your Dallas show. Uh, so he's awesome. really, really excited to hear all this stuff, and he'll be able to tell me because I'm disappointed because there are no Boston dates on the tour. So I'm waiting uh, for yeah. I'm waiting for when that happens. But I am really interested. So let me go back a little bit. What is your background in music? Like, when did you start to play guitar? Did you ever uh, have that want? You had mentioned not really doing lyrics that much, but did you ever want to do vocals? Like, what kind of started you out on this path? Um, so I got my first guitar when I was 16 and up until then uh, I was really into like music and heavy music Mm -hmm. but I never even considered trying to play an instrument or trying to join a band or anything but my brother who's a couple years younger than me he got a guitar and I was just watching him kind of pluck around on it and it was kind of that like uh, older brother syndrome kind of kicked in and I was like I I feel like I could do that better (laughs) kind of thing I didn't say but Right. I was just like, I, I don't know, it, it brought up my competitive streak, I guess, and so I had to get a guitar, and from there, just, uh, you know, started trying to learn all the all the songs that I liked, right. and, uh, yeah, I've never, I'm not any good at singing by any means, so, <laughs> I, like, I've never tried to, like, mess with that too much, it's always just been pretty much strictly uh, guitar, but, Hey, understood. Yeah. Understood. Now, what were those songs that you were learning? Like, where did your style of music and your taste start? And how is it, or if it has, evolved into anything else as you become older? Well, I jumped... The first riff I ever learned was uh, a Beatles song. I think it was uh, Day Tripper. Oh, okay. But from there, <laughs> from there, I pretty much like immediately jumped to stuff that was way outside of my ability. Like, I started oh. playing a lot of As I Lay Dying. Oh, very nice. And some, like, old Devil Wears Prada and Under Oath. Sure. And some August Burns Red. And, like, I'm sure... I wish I had some recordings of myself <laughs> playing them back then because I'm sure it was awful. And I wouldn't recommend that for someone to start... Like, that, within the first, like, three months that I started playing guitar, that's the kind of stuff I was trying to play. And it was probably... I wouldn't recommend doing it that way. Like you should gotcha. probably start with stuff that you can actually play well and like be solid. I feel like since then I've been trying to overcome a lot of bad habits that I created by trying to play stuff that was way outside of my ability. I I'm glad you said that because I did the same. See, I 
I gave up. I did the same exact thing as you did, and I gave up and I went to vocals instead because I was like, I've already yeah. learned too many bad lessons. So I'm I'm glad that you've <laughs> you know gotten rid of that and and gone on and now you're doing this, which is great. So how yeah, did you? Now I'm stuck with it. Yeah, now you. <laughs> this is what you're doing. How did you work then from learning those songs and unlearning those bad habits into finding your bands and working your way to Forevermore? Um. So I had a couple of like really close friends of mine that had been playing. Like I had a friend who was a drummer and another who was a guitar player and they had been playing for like years before I even started. And so I kind of like looked up to them as like actual musicians. Um, <laughs> but so I was playing guitar a ton when I first, you know, picked it up and I got like decently good fairly quickly. And we were just hanging out and they just heard me play and they had like a little band kind of started but, but they hadn't written any songs or played oh, any shows. It was just a, a band in name only. Sure. But uh, they saw me play, and they're like, oh, maybe we should just have Jared join. And I was like, I tried to play it off. Like, like I didn't really carry it away, but I, secretly I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, So we started a band that eventually turned into, a, uh, we were called The Onset, and we were yes. just this kind of crappy <laughs> local band in Indianapolis basically ripping off of August Burns Red a lot. <laughs> but oh, that's, sure. that's, where I, that's where I got my start. And uh, I was friends with uh, the guys in Forevermore. Like, the, the, as a band, it's been around for a pretty long time. But yeah. uh, just eventually, I ended up quitting the onset and joining Forevermore in 2009. And they had been, like... Forevermore started out as like a pop punk band under under different names. Ah, um, gotcha. Okay. But they had been getting a little bit heavier. But when I joined, and actually the other guitar player from the onset, we both joined Forevermore, and that's when I really tried to like inject a lot more heaviness into their sound because they were kind of going that direction. But uh, I think that's honestly why they part of the reason why they wanted us to join because they were interested in getting heavier. So we. Uh, we joined and then put out our first record, which was Moz and Rust, yep. in 2010. So, Very nice. Yeah, how, I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> no, it does. It absolutely does. I love hearing how all this gets started. Uh, it's something I really enjoy listening to. So let me ask you this then. So how is that scene in uh, Indianapolis, you said, right? Yeah. Yeah, what's, um, what's the scene like there? Because it seems like you were able to jump around to some different bands. Is it some place where you can go now and still watch live bands and see up-and-comers? Honestly, I'm fairly disconnected with it these days. Okay. Uh, like, I don't know if it's just a matter of my personality or I'm, the fact that, I, you know, pl after playing so many shows, it's kind of uh, reduced my interest in going to shows unless it's oh, like sure. a select few bands that I'm like absolutely stoked on. Right. So like, I'm not super tapped into like the local Indianapolis scene, scene okay. anymore. Uh, but from when I hear, it's a lot more like hardcore kind of beat down music is what's thriving. Sure, like the that most. melodic hardcore kind of? Yeah. Okay. Or, or even just like, kind of like the standard like i don't know what what are the words to use for it like parkour but this okay. is just from what what's been told to me right but, but yeah i don't know i don't really know <laughs> oh no i completely understand i guess question that i like to ask based on debates that we have on the show a lot 
what would you consider Forevermore's genre to be? Or are you completely anti-labeling yourself in that way? <laughs> I'm not completely against it. Uh, I don't know. I guess I have mixed feelings. Like, I, I think genres are useful uh, in terms of like for people to be able to find new music. You right. know, If they know they like this band and they're labeled as this genre, then it can help them define stuff that's that they might also like. But when people get like super upset about yeah, right. like arguing about a band's genre, like it's all subjective. It's all just terms you made up. But putting that aside, uh if I like had to nail it down, I've heard recently I I saw us labeled as post metalcore, I think. Okay. Which uh, I've never really heard. That's that's getting a new know. that's getting new right now actually, yeah. Yeah, so that seems to kind of make sense because we definitely uh, are a metalcore band, but it's like I think we're pretty different from the metalcore we grew up with. Yeah. So I guess that term makes sense. Another one that we used to throw out is progressive metalcore, although with us, I think we're pretty light on the progressive <laughs> part of that, like maybe slightly progressive metalcore. Sure. So, okay. I don't know, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that makes sense actually. Yeah, because I was thinking probably when I hear progressive metalcore, I think of someone like the band Era. If you've heard of them, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I hear I hear a little bit of that. I guess on that topic, is there anything now? You might not go into the live shows as much for the underground scene, but are there any bands right now that you're really enjoying listening to their music? Um, the new Era record is definitely sick. Yeah, uh, it is. It is. Planet, our label mates, Silent Planet. Oh, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're killing it. Yeah. 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 I think everyone's just kind of watching in awe as they blow up. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're doing a lot of cool stuff. Uh, you know, I've been, I've been a fan of North Lane oh, sure. for the past few years. I mean, not that they're like, uh, I'm sure everybody knows about them. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not like, super plugged in to where I, I probably don't know about the bands that are like coming up maybe like bands like our size oh, that sure. uh you know are on the rise that just haven't come to my attention yet so oh yeah that makes sense uh you mentioned silent planet and i was looking at solid states lineup and there are a ton of great bands on there, you know, obviously Under Oath and Norma Jean, yourselves, Silent Planet. What's it like touring with that label and working with that label? Do they take care of you? Absolutely, yeah, it's been great. Uh, I mean, I grew up listening to, like, all the Solid State bands, so it right. was really surreal when we signed with them. I mean, it, it's kind of, it was at an interesting time to the label in that, like, all of those bands, you know, that had been, like, the staples were either breaking up or moving on to a different label. So right. it's kind of like, but it's cool to be part of this like rebuilding phase for them, sort of. Uh, you know, I think yeah. Silent Planet and uh, for King, you know, are big parts of that. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been awesome. No, very nice. Let's get back to Integral for a little bit. So I wanted to ask you, obviously we have Spiral Dynamics and we have the, the color system and the, the process of human thought going up through those different levels. Now, how did you come up with the concept of the immortal man? You say music first, obviously, and then you try and fit it to the concept, but you also, on top of the you know, quote-unquote concept 
uh, spiral dynamics. Now you've also got the story that you're going through with this immortal man. Where did that idea come from? Yeah, that was basically uh, just came out of us trying to think of a way to put the concept into lyrics. And, you know, we could we could just have explained, you know, the colors in a very dry sort of academic way as if we're like just screaming from a uh, textbook at you, but we thought it'd be a lot more relatable and engaging if it was from a first-person point of view. And so we were trying to think of a way to do that with these different colors of ways of thinking. And we thought it would be cool to have it um, all from the perspective of a single person so that it really emphasizes the idea that these colors are a progression that you move through. Because, I mean, we could have done it where each song was a different person sort of operating from each of the colors, but we thought it would be cooler if it was like showing a person progress through them. And we really wanted to emphasize sort of the historical uh, underpinnings or like where the colors arose historically through human the human past. And so we just sort of came up with a, you know, a fictional story where it's this guy and he's been granted immortality and this allows him to experience all of the different phases of human history. So as each of these colors arose one at a time and you, you sort of get a glimpse of the colors through his perspective within each of them. Right. Now at the end of that podcast, you move into how religion and Christianity have kind of how you can actually uh, relate those to the colors in Spiral Dynamic. How much does uh, religion affect your music, would you say? Uh, well, th- that kind of brings to my mind the frequent qu- question we get, like especially out on the road, you know, just talking to people. One of the most common questions is, are you guys a Christian band? Sure. sure. And, uh, like, my response to that always has to do with, like, the whole idea of a Christian band is kind of a weird thing to me in that I don't think music, in terms of, you know, notes and rhythms and time signatures, is inherently Christian or not. Sure. And then when it comes to, obviously, it's it's more so when it comes to the lyrics or, like, the message that, like, if, if we're trying to say something as a band, like, does it have, like, a Christian influence to it? And it definitely does. So in that sense, by, by all means, call us a Christian band if you want. But it's, <laughs> it's not a, I guess we tend to think of it more as, like, we're all Christians in one way or another. I mean, there's a fair amount of theological diversity within the band. Um, okay. But we all, you know, behind Jesus and are, you know, we think there's value in the Christian tradition for sure. sure. And so, you know, it's all, you know, a group of guys coming together, creating music and trying to create a message or, you know, create an album that says something. And obviously it's going to be hugely influenced by that. So. Right. Yeah, and well, I went, sure, but. <laughs> Oh, no, that's absolutely fine. And the reason why I brought it up was because more of the podcasts than anything else, because I wouldn't necessarily listen to the lyrics and say, ha, Christian band. Like, that's not that's yeah. not where I was going with it. It was more that at the end of the podcast, you had a very interesting conversation after you've gone through all the steps that the immortal man takes 
in these different uh, colors, in these different stages of spiral dynamics, then you go into relating it to religion and Christianity and somehow some of the parts now and how some of the parts in the past would also kind of fit into that color scheme and i thought that was pretty interesting especially bringing up the uh was it you who watched the hbo documentary the going clear yeah yeah i, I think the other guys have or at least some of them have watched it as well since but yeah yeah that was um, a really good documentary absolutely yeah i, I thought it was pretty mind-blowing and eye-opening for sure i guess from that conversation I, I'm sorry, I'm having trouble like putting the putting the question into words. But obviously, <laughs> spirituality and religion does affect how you're thinking about some of this stuff. So how did you grow up and kind of form those opinions and then kind of go through the steps of spiral dynamics with them? Because I didn't hear that initial original podcast. Is this a concept that is often used with religion or is this something that is often used with just human psychology as well or is it a combination i from my uh from what i gather i think it's much more the latter uh, i think i don't think it's like i mean i have seen a few examples of it being integrated into like a christian context there's a book um i think it's called the emergent church okay uh, it's by Bruce Sanguin, and that I came across, and he uses spiral dynamics uh, to sort of make some theological points. And then, you know, there was the where I first heard about it was on the Liturgist podcast, which is, you know, a, they're very much like a Christian oriented sort of thing. But spiral dynamics itself, you know, as it was originally formulated, had nothing to do with Christianity. Um, and I think of it as just a tool which is neither for or against uh, Christianity. And it's, you know, it's going to, how each person uses it is going to, you know, vary based on what you think and where you're at. So it's it's not like it's a Christian thing or an anti-Christian thing. Sure. It's something, it's just a tool that you can use to apply. Like, I mean, in that podcast, what we were trying to do is sort of uh, give, a, give an idea of how we apply it to our worldview and how we think about, you know, Christianity and our faith. Uh, but I, I think part of the reason why within the lyrics themselves we didn't lean too heavily on that is because we want people to be able to take spiral dynamics and to utilize it in their own way based on how they see things uh, and not necessarily uh, shove our way of thinking down their throats, um, but to just give them this tool and, you know, People are interested in what we think, and we and we do think, you know, we do have opinions about stuff that we think are important. So we did want to put that out there with a podcast. Right. But uh, but yeah, I think it's just a matter of we don't uh, assume to, that we have things figured out or that we necessarily know what we're talking about. So we didn't really want to lean super heavily on our interpretation of things, but rather just give people this thing that we found super insightful and interesting and let them do with it what what they will, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, no, I really like that answer. I very much enjoyed hearing it because I personally am not a religious person and I enjoy conversations about this. So I enjoyed not only that whole part of the initial podcast where you're talking about the concept of the album and then going through the clips of the of the tracks as well, but then the ending of the podcast as well, like I mentioned, where you go through all that. I thought that was a very interesting conversation. 
Awesome. Yeah, that's good to hear. Because, yeah, that was kind of the hope is that people, regardless of what you believe, uh, you know, about God or about religion or whatever, could get something out of it and that we don't need to, uh, you know, shut down people. You know, we want it to be more of like a conversation. Right. Uh, and that's that's part of the reason we've been posting about how we want people to send in their responses and their questions about the podcast so that we can, you know, try to create sort of a dialogue. Because, like I said, we don't have everything figured out. We don't necessarily know what we're talking about. We want to learn from what, you know, other people have to say and kind of have like a back and forth sort of thing. And so, yeah, that's cool to hear that, you know, you could get something out of it uh, despite, you know, having some disagreements. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I. that's why I hate saying... Christian metal or Christian metalcore band or anything like that because it, it always pinholes you into a certain category. Like, I can say for sure, do you know the band Convictions? Yeah, uh, vaguely. They would be possibly pretty much considered a Christian band. And I spoke with Josh on the show, and he had some similar things to say about how when they're going out and touring and stuff, they're putting their messages in songs, but they're not trying to berate people with it and they're not trying to change their minds. They're starting a conversation with their music. And that's the kind of thing yeah. that I've always enjoyed. Right on. Yeah, I think that's it. I, and it kind of interestingly ties in with Spiral Dynamics. Um, I think with the colors that are sort of predominant in our culture, um, you know, bashing people over the head with the Bible is not going to get you anywhere uh, with the way that people, you know, think and the way they view the world. So if you want to, uh, like, have a fruitful discussion or to, you know, be able to learn from each other, you you have to approach it in a much more open-minded and humble way. Yeah, absolutely, so, because it's also, yeah. it's very much about perspectives. Because so many people in every aspect of life, and you can you can equate that to uh, spiral dynamics as well. Because if you look at the different colors and you look at the different stages from a different perspective, you can see either positive or negatives depending on how you're you're looking at it. Yeah, exactly. And that's for me one of the greatest like insights about the whole thing is through spiral dynamics you sort of see uh, why people have such different perspectives on things like there are these deep sort of mental codes or like ways of seeing the world that influence how we think about things and we have a tendency when we look at people who we disagree with so profoundly and think you know that they're stupid or they're crazy right. or even evil oh sure yeah. um, I think that and I think getting Understanding fire dynamics or just getting this perspective, you know, that we're all seeing the world in very different ways and it's a natural part of our development. That kind of takes away some of the like frustration or anger or like condescension because you realize that it's not that they're being just totally irrational or crazy, right, that right. they're approaching the world in a very different way. No, and that's a good way to look at things, especially with uh, with the election coming up and everything else that's going on. That is a good way to look at it, that's for sure. Yeah, that's kind of a whole other can of worms. Like, how does this play into politics? And, you know, it's a, it's a puzzle to oh. try to figure it out. But, it, yeah. I no, it definitely, it definitely is. Let me let me steer that away from politics because that is not what this show is about. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, that, there's no way. I mean, believe me, if you wanted to talk about that, I would do hours on that. I just figured most people don't normally want to go into that. Yeah, but, that's the thing. I don't know if we if we could uh, do it without it being 
hours. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, exactly. Exactly. Well, let me ask you this because you've made two music videos now for Integral. You've got the very first track on the record that is actually a full track, so not the intro. Is it Nascent? Is that how you say it? Yeah, Nascent. Nascent. You're one of the few few people who got who got that right. Yes. All right. Awesome. <laughs> I've done a lot of different things. Now actually, I'm I don't good. even know if I say it right. Oh, okay. Honest, well, look, as long as I say it, Nascent. Okay, as long as we're saying it right, that's fine. And then, uh, and then yeah. order as well. And what I want to say first of all is, I do want to ask because a lot of people have you know different perspectives on on doing music videos. Do you like doing music videos for new albums that are coming out? Um, the the process itself is usually not super fun. Um, it usually involves pretending to play the song right. while banging your head as hard as you possibly can <laughs> about 30 times in a row. Yep. And that gets very, very uh, physically taxing. And yeah, it's not, it's not really a fun process, but as far as like uh, the creative side of it, you know, trying to come up with like an idea of making it look cool or interesting. Yeah. Uh, and the final product obviously is, is all worth it. But yeah, it's not necessarily the funnest thing to do. Sure. No, <laughs> no. I was kind of music. Yeah, and I have not, obviously, I've not done anywhere near as many as you guys have, but I've been at one of those live shoots before, one of those live music videos, and yeah, it's 18 yeah. hours of just straight, and uh, yeah. I wasn't even in the band at that, you know, I was just, I was <laughs> one of the actors in it, and it was crazy enough, so I completely understand, but I like to say that both of those videos, and everyone, I'll have descriptions and uh, links and everything so that people can can go to them but both of those videos are a very fun watch and I really enjoyed in order that uh, color change from the red to the blue in the uh, in the concept of the album I thought that was a really well done way of uh, of showing that transition right on yeah because I think that's maybe an aspect that can get kind of lost is that uh we transition from color to color. Like someone might understand how there are all these different colors, these different ways of thinking, but it's really one of the key points is that we move through them, you know, through our lives and that societies move through them. So we really wanted to emphasize that with the video. I hope people see it that way as well. Cool. Thanks. So do you know what your next single is going to be? Um, no, we don't have, specific plans uh i mean we would like to do another video of some sort you know a little bit further into the cycle and okay. we, we've talked about a few ideas but yeah i'm not sure <laughs> okay all right yeah no no worries there i guess let me also ask you this now this record just came out so you've got a lot of touring to do you've got a lot of thinking you get to enjoy the time that you're having with this great album and and seeing how everyone's reacting to it which is awesome but let me ask you this. Have you already kind of been on that thought track of what's coming next? Only, honestly, like within the last week, someone okay. uh, someone sort of brought it to me. They're like, so, you know, after, after this, like with this sort of content album, you're going to have to do something, you know, that kind of... Uh, Stands up to it, and I was kind of like, "Oh yeah, I guess that's true." <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, you set the bar high. <laughs> now you're going to have to yeah, jump. Yeah, hopefully, over it. yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a good problem to have, I guess, if that's the problem. Uh, but I, and so within the last couple of days, I don't know, I have been sort of brainstorming 
few little ideas come to mind, but who knows? Like, yeah, that's right. definitely a ways down the road. So, no, I figured I'd ask. Cause you, yeah, you just never know. Uh, I figured I'd check on that. Well, I think I got. Yeah. I think I got most of uh, most of my questions out, and I really enjoyed this conversation. And I kind of I like to switch it from music towards the end because I also I do another podcast on movies as well. Are you a movie person at all? Are you more of a book person? Um, I'm definitely a movie person, and I I listen to a lot of audio books. I don't really oh. read that much. It's okay, weird. but uh, yeah, I mean I. I'm not like a huge movie fanatic, I would say, but yeah, I, I like movies. <laughs> is there is there anything recently that you've been interested in, or anything you got to see recently that you enjoyed a lot? Hmm. It's the big, you know, it's this a big summer not... blockbuster, so I wasn't sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm so like I'm drawing a blank. The the thing that comes to mind is not very recent at all, but uh, there's a movie Ex Machina. Oh yeah, yeah. So I think it was last year, right? Maybe even. No, I think that was, was two years ago, two or three. Yeah, that probably was two years ago. Yeah. Uh, but for whatever reason, that's the one that's popping in my mind that I really liked. That oh, was okay. Right up my alley. Like I like the kind of, you know, the whole futurism AI kind of deal is something I am really interested in. So stuff like that, stuff that uh, has to do with like, I don't know, kind of sci-fi or like. The Matrix is sort of the quintessential example of the oh. sort of movies that I like, where it just like alters your, like how you think about things, kind of like Spiral Dynamics, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that's that's a great movie. Ex Machina, of course, you know, original Matrix. I wouldn't, I certainly would not talk about the other films in the Matrix trilogy. I kind of pretend that those don't exist in most cases, but yeah, that first one, <laughs> that first one is great. But yeah, Ex Machina is yeah. a is a great movie. Uh, anything that you're interested in because i'm trying to think of sci-fi movies that are coming out that would be on that level of ex machina i'm kind of drawing a blank because it's all summer blockbuster movies now right so yeah yeah I'm, i can't yeah nothing's can't really anything either nothing's really coming to mind all right well i figured i'd ask i figured i'd ask but that's not a bad movie choice and i'll have i'll have to make that recommendation on the show as well yeah so Sweet. jared Thank you very much for being on the show. Uh, this was great. The album is amazing. I've really, really enjoyed it. Uh, we're definitely going to be talking. We have talked about it on the show already. So hopefully the audience really enjoyed this. I'm going to send them to listen to your other podcasts on Solid State where they can go through all the different parts of the album because I think that was a really interesting story that you told. And I didn't want to just recreate that here because I don't think that that'd be fair. You guys did like an hour on that. So there's right. no way I, I want you to go through it again like that, but I do want people to hear it. So I just want to thank you again. And for right now you're on tour and I'll have, like I said, links in the description of all the different ways to get your merch and to get your music. But would you mind telling people right now, how's the best way to support you? Um, Buying a record within the first week, which I guess you said this will be out in about a week from now, so it might be too late. Well, uh, I'll, but, I'll know, talk any... about it on the I'll talk about it on the show that's coming out this week, though. So I'll I'll make okay. sure to talk to people about that as well. Awesome, thank you. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, first week sales are unfortunately a huge factor still in terms of like opportunities for your band. So right. it's picking up the record really helps us out a ton. And then the other big thing is just coming out to shows and grabbing a t-shirt that's literally how we make it from show to show and uh you know keep doing this thing it's just from you know the money that we get through that 
And, you know, we also really appreciate anyone who's interacted with us uh, in terms of the concept and just shared their thoughts. Like I said, we really want to create like sort of a dialogue and, you know, to talk about these big issues that are interesting. So just talk to us. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's great. Let me ask you, when you're at the shows, do you also have the new album with you as well? Yep. Oh, we've had them. Good. So I'll be able to, yeah, I'll be able to let people know, make sure you pick up that as well, because yeah, if that'll help. Yeah. Great. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, great. Well, thank you very much, Jared. Much appreciated. Uh, I hope you have a great rest of the tour and I hope people latch onto this because it's a really great album and I'm really looking forward to, I'm hoping you guys come up to the East coast. That's a definite thing for me as well. And that's selfish in me, but that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, hopefully by the end of the year, we definitely love to make it out there. And yeah, thank you so much for the for having me on. This has been awesome, and I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you very much. It's been great talking to you. So once again, uh, good luck on everything, and I'll be spraying the word as best I can. Thanks, man. Hope to see you soon. Yep, sounds great. You too. All right, bye, man. See ya. And we're back. Hope everyone enjoyed that conversation I had with Jared Storm. Now welcome to the segments part of the show. My name is Ian. And I'm Jackson. And now, we mentioned last week we had another special announcement coming for the show. So right now, I want to introduce everyone to a brand new co-host joining Ian Hates Music. This is Ty. Hey, what's up, everyone? Glad to be back. Been uh, away for a little bit. Now, you're pretty sure you heard uh, Ian and Jackson doing the last episode by themselves. But now, it's, re- it's really like the, the original three-way conversation that the way is intended to be. Right. Yep, exactly. Ty, you went on vacation for a while. How was it? It was really good for the most part. I went to Puerto Plata, Dominican Republic, stayed for a couple of days at the Lifestyles Holiday Vacation Club down there. Nice. Lots of lots of booty bikinis out, <laughs> lots of pool, lots of beaches, just crazy chaos, man. But it was really, really, really good. So I highly recommend anybody who wants a vacation in the Dominican Republic go down there. Well, hopefully we're going to get some sponsorships from them because that was a great plug. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. We we need to work on vacation places. We need to work on beers. We need to work on a bunch of stuff. And then we're going to be rolling pretty. It's going to be great. Awesome. All right. Well, let's start off because this week is crazy. Hopefully you just heard uh, my conversation with Jared Storm of Forevermore. I thought that went really well. We talked Spiral Dynamics. We talked the band. Their new uh, album, Integral, is great. Jackson and I talked about that on the last episode. So we'll go into some more of that stuff a little bit later. But Jackson, I know you wrote down some news. So you want to start us off? Well, one of the biggest things I heard recently is actually two things. And one of them is Dance Gavin Dance announcing a new album, Mothership, October 7th. Me being a really big fan of Dance Gavin Dance, I'm really stoked for that. And one thing that I really am excited for is Mike Kranika of Devil Wars Prada has recently announced that they started a band with the guitarist of Devil Wars Prada, and they actually have a new EP dropping in the August 4th. Wow. Wait, that's pretty soon. And the band is called God Alone. Yeah. Because didn't, sorry, didn't, didn't the guitarist from Devil Wears Prada, didn't he recently leave the band? Yeah, this is the, the guy that backed him up also started the band with Mike. And he was the guitar tech. And the Chris Ruby, the old guitarist, left after 818 was released. Right, right, right. Ty, what do you think about this? Did you hear this as well? Um, this is the, my first time just hearing about this. I'm like, 
I just heard Devil Wears Prada, then they're going to release Transit Blues in the fall, then now this new band that's coming out of this band. This is my first time actually hearing about this, and it's kind of interesting to see how this one turns out, because like the guitarist, like, you said the guitarist who backed him up is starting this band with him? <laughs> yes, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, I'm... Yeah, I'm waiting to hear how that uh, turns out because I'm um, hopefully it's going to be very different from what Devil Wears Prada already is musically. So, so Jackson, literally, this is going to come out on the day that this episode comes out because obviously we record this in the past and then we release it. So August fourth is oh, a right, Thursday, yeah. right? So I it's actually it's actually going to come out on today. <laughs> so hopefully yeah. we will have a yeah. review for this <laughs> next week. But yeah, okay, that's great to know yeah. because I did not see that news. They've been posting it on Instagram and Twitter and releasing a bunch of teasers. And it's actually really strange because they haven't released any music yet, but they've been announcing shows. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm surprised about because I hadn't even heard about this. Yeah, I think it's the connection. Out of the woodwork. Yeah, I think it's the connections that they have, like from their band, uh, other than this one that's coming out. Oh, sure. No, absolutely. I mean, they're always going to be names because they were Devil Wears Prada. Yeah. Yeah, basically. I agree. Very nice. Well, Ty, what do you got for us uh, news-wise? Well, I've written, uh, I think, three news articles so far. One is Parkway Drive announcing the tour with uh, We Came As Romans and Counterparts, which I hope to attend in the next month or so. Oh, very nice. Yeah, they're coming to Boston as well. I thought this was kind of a strange lineup for this tour, though, right? I don't think it's strange, but I think the strange thing about it is uh, We Came As Romans uh, on the same tour with Parkway Drive and... That's what counterparts, I'm, right? Yeah, because Parkway Drive and counterparts are more like hardcore related bands, and we came as Romans as like more metalcore, post-hardcore, melodic stuff. Right. But it's really interesting to see how this one plays out because uh, my favorite uh, we came as Romans albums are Tracing Back Roots and a couple of songs off the self-titled, and they're moving in a different direction music-wise because of those two albums. Sure. But to hear Parkway Drive go more melodic, more like hard rockish on ire i don't know if anybody who's listening to this have heard this i'm sure they have um yeah they're they went into a more like hard rock but still being parkway drive but the melodics from both those bands it would be interesting to i think that's why they did this tour because it's based on their like more musical style from their most like recent outings musically yeah that's a possibility uh jackson did you see that they were coming around your area at all Yes, I did. October 14th, coming to Gas Monkey Live, which is a great venue. Um, I agree with you, Ian. It is, to me, sort of a strange lineup. Uh, but just like Ty said, mainly because We Came As Romans right. was thrown in the mix. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, because We Came As Ro- Romans is a less aggressive band than Parkway Drive and Counterparts. I mean, they go together pretty well. We Came As Romans is going to be definitely a more of a break for the crowd, I guess you would say. Right. But it is interesting, and it really is one worth going to, that's for sure. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to see Counterparts live yet, so I figured this would probably be my best chance, and I think they're going to House of Blues in Boston, if I'm not mistaken. I've seen, I've seen Counterparts once with uh, Acacia String and Fit for an Autopsy at uh, the studio in Webster Hall. It's because it was uh, Acacia String's headlining tour. Oh, sure. How, and how and they're, they? they were really good. They're really good live. So definitely, when you get a chance, go see Counterparts live and say hello to Brandon and say what's up to him. There you go. All right. House of Blues is always tough, especially in Boston anyways. I, people don't tend to go out and hang out at their merch tables. Everything is so separated. So it's a little bit tougher, but maybe they'll still do it. Who knows? Yeah. 
Well, Ty, you said you also blues is also a lot more pricey. Yes, it is, and I have I have a comment about that coming up soon too on, on a story later on. <laughs> uh, but Ty, you uh, you mentioned you had another story. Yeah, um, Attila, party metal band from Atlanta, Georgia, now Florida. <laughs> Uh, they announced a new title, uh, a new album entitled Chaos, and they announced their headlining tour, but they never announced their support bands yet. Okay. Let's start with Jackson. What is your opinion of Attila? Oh, so many opinions on Attila. <laughs> okay. Um, when I first got into the music, I really, really enjoyed Attila. Um, I guess you could say the younger part of them, even though I am very young. Yeah, I was about to even say. Even younger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When even did you the grow out of them? <laughs> Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd say about two years ago. Okay. Like probably when they released their newest album, Guilty Pleasure. I used to really like them, but I don't know what it was. I started to get kind of tired of the same old party drink theme of every album and the whole rapping. And I really used to like how heavy they were. And I don't have a problem with bands getting softer and softer, like Crown the Empire, We Came as Romans, Bring Me the Horizon, and things of that nature. But with them, they became, instead of like softer, they became, I guess, more of a hip-hop metal, even oh, more so. than before. Okay. So I don't really, it doesn't really click with me too much, but I'm still going to give the new album a listen because they are a good band. I just kind of felt Yeah, off. same here. Yeah, same here. Because um, I got into Attila because a couple of uh, people who I used to see at shows, and they got me into the Rage album, which was like more guitar technical driven and less like chuggy chuggy breakdown ish, like how sure. uh, Guilty Pleasure came out. Because when Guilty Pleasure first came out, and I like the song Proving Grounds, that's like the only song I like off that album. And oh, sure. It yeah. sound and uh, the whole album sounds like another Amure album, if you will. Well, let's not because go too far on that one. Yeah, because I, I saw, yeah, I seen on Facebook like, oh, uh, this band Attila used to be good. Now they sound like a mirror now, and like, but what? It's whatever, man. But about that life was like, uh, like the most controversial album, and I still listen to the album occasionally just for the about that life video. And as far as like the hip hop metal thing goes, uh, I think. I think it's probably based on the About That Life video where you don't see them play their instruments or whatnot. They're just seen like throwing a whole bunch of money around and having right. strippers there. And I think it's mainly because a uh, hip hop director was in charge of that video. So they didn't want any like instruments. They just wanted a video that makes it look like a hip hop video and riding around on like a shiny Bentley and stuff like that. So that's my take on it. Oh, yeah. I, I can definitely see that. For me, I see Attila as a just a fun like I will put that on a gym mix because it's funny and I'll just start laughing as I'm doing shit. Like that's what I like them for. I don't really go to them for the seriousness. That's why I haven't seen them live yet. If they announce some good co-headliners or some good supporting acts, this might be my chance to go to go check them out, but I haven't really had that need to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've seen them like 3 4 times already, so it's pretty much like it's, it's what you can expect from Mattel every time you go and see them. Okay. Well, I'm assuming they have fun on stage, right? They do have fun on stage, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I got worried a little bit, Ty, when he said Amur-like because that's one of my, wow, I can't stand this band. I Like, <laughs> Amur is on that list. I've seen them a bunch of times, and it's just the worst. <laughs> so that's why yeah. I was like, I don't put them, I like, I put them so much lower than Attila. So that's why I was like, oh, no. Don't tell me that. Yeah, if they feel like that the guitar uh, technical stuff is gone and they think it's more like straight chugs now, I think that's why I said that. Yeah, oh they no. Sound too much like a, 
it makes sense. I, I know where you're coming from. It just scared me for a second. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. That was it. Uh, well, Ty, do you have any more stories? I know we got some more stuff, too. I just wasn't sure if you wanted to do another one. Yeah. Um, from first to last and Sonny Moore, I want to touch that a little bit. Everybody's I think we're all, all going to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because everybody's saying, oh, from first to last is reunited with Sonny Moore and all that. But as much I would like to see Sonny Moore do something with from first to last, but we have to look at the reality aspect of it. Um, Sonny Moore's too far gone in the Grammy world. And the scene um, from first to last with Sonny Moore is just not going to happen. Like they already um, said that he Matt already said in the interview that Sonny's too busy with stuff. And I mean, it's good to hear Sonny Moore's voice on a from first to last sounding song, but just seeing him front the band again after making millions and millions of dollars <laughs> making electronic dubstep music and winning a bunch of Grammys. It's why would you want to stoop back low again? You well, know what I mean? I got something to say about that for sure. But Jackson, let's let's go to you. Uh, what are your feelings on what you've heard? I honestly completely agree with Ty. I think that Sonny Moore in his head doesn't really want to go back to From First to Last, even though they have a good fan base that would just love to have him back. I don't think that's really a priority in his head right now. And like Ty said, it is good to hear the name Sonny Moore and From First to Last together again, but I personally just really don't see it happening. I think uh, but you never know, maybe a single might come out of it, or you know, maybe a, like a small EP. That's the most I could see, but definitely not like a permanent thing, probably not even a tour, to be honest. Yeah, I would be surprised about that. Let, let me give people some background, just in case. I mean, I know people listening to the show probably know about this already, but there was that leak, and it's been taken down from most places, but I think you can still hear it on SoundCloud. But there was that leak from some user named Tom, or something so it wasn't yeah even, it wasn't even yeah. any you know major <laughs> thing or anything but it was a minute and a minute and 26 seconds of yeah like, exactly yeah like part of a song because believe me as people know i am one of the biggest from first to last fans ever i was freaking out a bit but when i heard the track first of all if you guys noticed the voice is way modulated it has so many effects on it I just don't that's not what Sonny was about when he was, you know, back in from first to last. I mean, his voice was completely damaged from back then. So they're not going to have him strain his voice and do anything different. Yeah. So they've affected it. Then plus, it's like a minute and 26 seconds and I think they say something like cockhard or something in the song too. Like I don't even know what they're singing about. <laughs> yeah, I think I missed that. <laughs> there's some there's some really weird wording that they used, but I mean, hey, it, they did their viral marketing. If this is what they were trying to do, you know, Matt Good posted a Facebook picture like in May showing that he was working on new from first to last material. And then they, yeah, it was on know. Instagram too. Yeah, exactly. And then they shared one of Skrillex's like posts or something or one of the videos. So everyone was freaking out like, oh, are they friends again? Like, what's going on? And then this track kind of got leaked or was released, whatever you want to call it. Look, I would be excited about it. But I'm also one of those people that I'm more the Matt Good person. So as long as he's doing everything he normally does, I really don't mind who is fronting the band, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, I prefer um, Spencer and or if Sonny, because if I want to listen to like Sonny Moore and just as goes for everybody who's like wanted to hear Sonny Moore from first to last again. If anything, go back to listen to Dear Diary, which is a masterpiece album. It or is a fucking go masterpiece. Back 
and go or go listen to heroin and yep. listen to songs like uh, Mother Sound and the light, the latest plague and stuff like that. And that album's good too as well. So I love that. You're yeah. not really like further removed from hearing Sunny Morning from first to last ever because of those two albums that you can go back and listen to. Go ahead, Jackson. Ian, I gotta ask. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how's your from first to last email going? Well, what's crazy is speaking so, of the topic. So I didn't want to yes. mention. I did not. I didn't want to mention it. But Sonny oh, actually man. was the one who gave me the track, and I released it to everybody. That's how you know he was like, "Hey, man, I'm really sorry that from first to last stole all your money, and did this whole thing." So he was like, "Hey, to make it up to you, you can put this out to everyone because we're kind of teasing it." That's a good deal. Yeah, that's not how it happened. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, wait, wait, whoa. I was. You had me there for a second. It's Ian hates music magic. That that was that was great acting. It worked out perfectly. Yeah. So no, no, no. From first to last contact. I'm sure it's going to happen uh, at some point. It's it's going to happen. Yeah. But well done, Jackson. Well done, Ty. Very nice. That that worked awesome. out perfectly. <laughs> All right. I am excited. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, it wasn't like I was overly impressed by the teaser that they put out too. And I think that's what was a little bit worrisome for me. It would have to be something like I don't know. Something would have to hit you to be like yes. This is finally back, and, and I'm not sure they can actually pull that off. Unfortunately, uh, we were—I was about to bring up uh, 30 Seconds to Mars because oh, we will do yeah. that for sure. Oh, the only thing I want to mention, just one more thing on from first to last, it is the mm-hmm. 10th anniversary of heroin uh, as yeah. well. So that's kind of an interesting thing. But I don't think—I mean, they didn't even tour when they put out Dead Trees. So I'd be very surprised if they were going to announce something like that. I, I don't see that happening right now. I love it. I just don't see it happening. They did a they did a couple of run of shows in the Southwest. Yeah, they did like two, maybe yeah, even one. With, um, yeah. yeah, with uh, Falling in Reverse and Black Real Diary. I would have loved to have gone to that show for sure, but I also thought that they were going to kick off some kind of a tour afterwards, but then they never did. Yeah, I don't think they said they were going to tour full-time again, but yeah. they just did a couple of shows just for fun. Yeah, absolutely, and I love them. I, I mean, whatever they put out, whatever happens, I'll, I'll be there, uh, but I yeah. just wasn't... I wasn't going as crazy once I heard it because I was like, oh, I don't really know what direction this is going to be. The next story is uh, 30 Seconds to Mars teasing uh, with a new video with new music coming on a new label, Interscope Records, in 2017. And I think Ian made it clear <laughs> that if it's not, if it's anything like uh, Love, Lust, Faith, and Dreams, their last album, then he's not going to give it no, a shot. No, thank you. No, no, no. Oh, I, hold on. <laughs> I will give it a shot. I will okay. give it a shot, just like I did with that album. But this is coming from a very big 30 Seconds to Mars fan. Like, I've seen them so many times live. I love their stuff, especially for a alternative rock, hard rock band, whatever you want to call it. I think they do an amazing job. I think Jared Leto is awesome at what he does. But that album, I mean, here, look, I'll take a step back. You guys can let me know what you thought of it. But holy uh-huh. shit, I don't want any part of it. On any part, of it. and what I was worried about was that music video had similar type music in the background. Like, if you think it's going to sound exactly like that, or yeah, I, that's what I'm. I'm worried they're going into that where it's not going to be rock music anymore. It's going to be pop with basically no instruments. Yeah, um, I'm just waiting for to hear the whole thing myself and see how that goes. But uh, I'll just keep myself like occupied with like the throwback albums like uh the self-titled the uh, a beautiful lie which is another classic masterpiece yeah. and uh this is war so yeah if anything i'll just go back to those three albums and then just hear it when it comes out true what about you jackson 
Yeah, to be honest, I'm not a huge 30 Seconds to Mars fan, so I don't really have too much to say about it. I'm one of those guys that just likes the song The Kill, oh, and sure. <laughs> that's about it. They had a great yeah. music video for that. That was great. Yeah. No, yeah, it's a great song. I used to love it, especially playing it on Guitar Hero. Uh, oh, yeah. that's that's true. But yeah, we'll see. I mean, look, it's 2017. I don't even want to think about 2017 right now. It's still summer. Like, I don't even... Yeah. I don't even want to deal with that. So we'll see. But look, I love Jared Leto from his movie career to the singing part. I think he's a great vocalist as well. Look, we'll see how he does in Suicide Squad. And then we'll go on to this album whenever it comes out. Yeah, for sure. Well, let me uh, let me go on with this one. Now, I know Jackson and I had gone ahead and talked about uh, King 810 or King uh, 810 last week. Well, they finally mm-hmm. announced that they are doing a brand new album. Uh, that's going to come out on September 16th. Now, Ty, did you ever get a chance to listen to them? I saw them live because they were on tour with uh, Tech 9 and the special effects tour when they came through to Irving Plaza late last year. Oh, and goodness. Yeah, I've heard of them before when they were originally just called King and they had Jason Hale from Chiodos as their guitarist and the song Libertine was like the top hit. But I didn't really like their new stuff all that much because I saw uh, I saw them live, like I said, and... I wasn't really feeling the music at all. Oh, okay. Like, what were they like? Were they playing songs like Fat Around the Heart and and all that stuff? Or were they more on the Devil Don't Cry kind of side? Was it more of the, uh, how do you say it, like almost like Johnny Cash type sound? Or was it the Slipknot sound? Because they kind of go back between them. <laughs> yeah, I think it's uh, more the Slipknot sound. Oh, you didn't like that at all? Um, yeah, it was... I'm, I think it's like their own take on it, but I think it was more their take on like new metal as opposed to like bands like Canyon Hill and Slipknot. And I think it was like more their take, and yes. I wasn't really like oh, okay. into that. So Yeah, they're doing their own thing for sure. There's no doubt. Yeah. They're one of the most unique bands I've ever heard in my life. Mm-hmm. So I understand that. Now, Jackson, did you get a chance to listen to the new single? Are you excited about this? I'm actually really excited for the new album because after reviewing the song that we did last episode and me being a new fan to King 810, I'm actually pretty stoked for the new album because it's a new band that I found and I'm really liking them and to hear that right after the new single they're releasing an album, I'm pretty stoked. Yeah, I'm happy. I, I also, if anyone wants, they can go to their website and get merch bundles. Because I haven't been able to pre-order anything from them before, I definitely did. So I have a hoodie and a hat coming and, and the album, so I'm happy about that. I just like to pre-order things like months and months in advance because then I'm surprised when they show up and I get something. And I'm like, yeah, this is great. So that's, that's what <laughs> I do for them. Spice up your life. Yeah, why not? We'll, we'll see how that goes. Now, let's hit the big, big thing that we kind of hit on last week, the big uh, MCR reunion that's happening. Everyone remembers that. They said they're definitely coming out and doing a brand new album and doing a tour. Right, guys? Yeah, until until, uh, the band themselves crushed everybody's dreams. I was like, ah, I was expected that. We were just trying another acting session on Ian Hates Music. I want to get people's hopes up and then shatter shatter them again. That's that's what I love to do on this show. But yeah, I I once again, because I'm a mark for MCR, I pre-ordered this because I had to. Like, I Mm. just... I, I think the, the track they put out was pretty good. That retake or that demo of the Black Parade. I liked it. I don't know. Did you guys get a chance to listen to it? 
Uh, nah, because I'm more into like the original uh, Welcome to the Black Parade, even though I prefer the album before um, Black Parade. But Welcome to the Black Parade is too catchy of a song. And I know a lot of friends of mine said they don't like it. But the Welcome to the Black Parade, you can't help but to sing along to it. And just just after like the piano part, after the first words, like when I was a young boy, my father took me into the city. Everybody likes to say those words out loud and oh, yeah. sing it back out loud. So, yeah, that's kind of my thing though okay what about you jackson yeah i didn't tune into the track because i'm still very mad at them oh good we, I, and I, I don't think they deserve my listen <laughs> <laughs> that's, I, uh, that's my take on them i i'm so uh, happy now that we had three people on the show with different perspectives on all of this stuff because <laughs> that is great because i did check out the comments I did check out the comments on some of the uh, My Chemical Romance, like when they put on Facebook that they were doing the pre-orders, and there were just a whole bunch of comments saying, I will never pay for anything again from you because what you did to me. And there were all these comments <laughs> defending the band, saying that, no, it was Warner Brothers. They're the ones that are in charge. It's not them. Uh, it was very funny. So I, I appreciate that, Jackson. I think that's great. Yeah. Uh, uh, people want to be mad. written apology. <laughs> yeah, uh, everyone wants to be mad at the bands, but everybody just needs to understand that it's labels. Yes, it is. It is really labels because we all know that Gerard didn't want to come back. Like he's doing his own thing. He's doing the comic book thing. He's doing his own music. Like that's not where he wants to be. And it is interesting that and I think we actually talk about it in the next conversation I have. And I'll, I'll save that for later. We actually discussed a little bit about MCR. They have all this money on the table. And they're just not taking it. And there's something to say about that. There's, there's something impressive that a band can just say, no. You know what I mean? I don't need that. I agree. Yeah, they definitely have a lot they can take here, especially after seeing all that fan reaction just from a single tweet. I mean, that is something special. And for them to not just fakingly come back just to earn some, or not some, a lot more money, you know, it does show something about them. You know, if they're not, if their whole heart is not into it, then they're not going to take part of it. And you got to respect that. Exactly. I think that gets the news all taken care of, I believe. So we kind of teased this last week because Jackson and I went ahead and talked about the APMAs and the live performances. But we wanted to save the actual quote-unquote winners and quote-unquote losers quote, unquote. Of, of, uh, of the actual voting for when Ty was officially announced to be on Ian Hates Music. Because we're all so opinionated, I figured this was a great way to introduce everyone to the show was to really go through this and talk about it. So I'm going to make the disclaimer now to everyone listening. All of these bands are talented. Everyone's got their own perspective on music. I mean, you listen to our show, hopefully, for listening to new music and, and hearing our opinions. Well, now here's your chance to really hear our opinions because there were lots of bands. I mean, if you follow Twitter, if you follow Facebook and everything, there were people that came out and were like, I can't believe blank one instead of blank. Like, there were bands that went ahead and, and took some shots for sure. But let's also say, and I, this is my personal feelings, I don't know how you guys feel, but I love alternative press stuff. I think it's great to have a outlet for our type of music, and they are the biggest. So they have a magazine that comes out every month. They are always up to date on news. They're always bringing exclusives, which is awesome. I am just not a huge fan of the show. Yeah, yeah. I'm just not a huge fan of voting and giving awards. These guys are great. I don't think they need an award to feel good about well themselves, you know? The, this year's APMAs, I actually was one of those people that actually got up and decided to vote for who I thought should win. I did the same and thing. One of, 
Yeah, when I saw the winners, I'm like, uh, some people I may have voted for because I don't really remember going to the actual website and voting, but I'm pretty sh- I'm sure I voted for sure. But I don't really remember, like, who did I vote for again? <laughs> like, like when it comes to, like, uh, the best drummer, best guitarist, and we'll get to that. Yeah. Well, I will say, be- before asking Jackson, I will say I definitely voted, and I think only one of my bands won. I, <laughs> I think only one of them. So, Jackson, what about you? Did you vote as well? Yeah, I vote every year. I'm really into the award show just for the awards, though. Even though I do not think that an award really shows what the band or the certain person is capable of, but I really do enjoy the show at the award part, of course. Right. I'm not really into the whole pre-award yeah, ceremony the, the and all red those carpet things. I'm and not all in- that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the whole and the very, very, very bad jokes. But yes. that's that's another story. That's and, another rant for another time. Well, we did that last week, so we're we're fine. Yeah. With that. All right. Well, yeah, what they, else? they need to they need to revolve the hosts of the show because I'm tired of seeing uh, Jack and Alex from uh, All Time Low host every single year. It's annoying. I agree. I'm gonna go ahead and put our names into the running. I'm gonna contact Alt Press. <laughs> Please do. Ian Jackson do. and Ty. This show is gonna be so oh. huge by the time the next one is out that everyone's gonna be screaming for us to be doing this. So. That's that's gonna be the plan. That's gonna, that's gonna work. So and actually, and in order to show how how good we be at this, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna read the category title, and then we're gonna go around to you guys of who you would have picked out of it. Because I'm not gonna read everyone's name. I think that's too much time. But I'll read the title of the category, and then we'll go around on what we would have chosen, and then I'll say the winner, and then we can go from there. Does that sound good? Awesome. Great. All right. So let's start out with best vocalist. Presented by Sharp Tone Records. Now, Jackson, who would you have given this to? I'm not upset with the winner, but I would have given this to Corey Taylor. Same. To be honest, I think he has more of a better vocal range. Definitely between him and Caleb Shomo. Yes. I would have to say from Beartooth. But again, I'm not upset with the winner. Okay. All right. Well, I will say so. Ty also voted for Corey Taylor. I normally yeah. would vote for Corey, but on this one, I went with Caleb. Just because of how good I've seen them recently, and I haven't seen Slipknot live as recent, but Corey Taylor's voice is amazing. But this was yeah. one where I thought Caleb recently has been putting everything he has into those albums, passion-wise and everything, so I went with him. And then the official winner was Patrick Stump of Fall Out Boy. I'm not mad at that because Patrick Stump has a really, really good singing voice for the most part, and all like... The Take This to Your Grave from um, from Under the Cork Tree, uh, classic Fall Out Boy albums. And I enjoy listening to Fall Out Boy's, um, those two albums from Fall Out Boy. And Patrick Stump's voice is uh, really good. He has a very, very unique, like, soul kind of, like, style singing voice for sure. Yeah. But definitely Corey Taylor should have yeah, won that award. But I'm not mad at Patrick Stump because Patrick Stump is, like, a, one of the modern-day legends of pop punk, if you will. I guess the only thing that I don't like about it is that I think he could have won this a long time ago. And I think you should also, even though it is best vocalist, I think you should also take into account the material that you're doing as well. Because you certainly wouldn't count any new Fallout Boy as anywhere near the best of anything these yeah. other people put out, right? I you're mean, right yeah, about the, that. That's kind of what... Last, yeah. yeah, the last song that uh, Fallout Boy that I actually enjoyed listening to, even though it's not more of like the old school Fallout Boy kind of sound, was Centuries. And it's off the uh, Save Rock and Roll album, I think it is. Yeah, you're right. Let's move on from that one. 
They had a Vans Off the Wall Award winner. That was yellow card. You couldn't vote on that, so that's fine. I mean, oh. they're, they're, they announced their breakup in their last tour, so, you know, that's fine. They're, they're modern-day pop-punk legends, too, just like Fall Out Boy. And just to see them go out on, like, kind of like not so much of a high note, but this reaching that level, like, all right, we did this. We've done all that. We took a couple years break after a couple of years that uh, Ocean Avenue was out, and we got big, and... We got back, we did a couple CDs, and not a lot of people who we started this band with are there anymore, so we want to move on. And Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. No, you're right. And they deserve it. There's there's nothing. Yeah. Plus, I mean, there wasn't any voting for this one. This was just uh, Vans giving them an award, so it's yeah. fine. All right, so next one, <laughs> Best Guitarist presented by Paul Reed Smith Guitars. Ty, let's start with you. Who would you have given this to? J.B. Brubacher, hands down, or Misha Mansour, periphery. There you go. Jackson? Not Jack Fowler. Well, hey, you ruined the surprise. <laughs> Jackson, nah. who, who would you have given it um, JB Brubacher. There's just no competition, if you ask me. It, out of all those contestants, honestly, out of anybody in the music scene, he is, to me, by far the best guitarist. I was out. This is one of the ones that got me um, pretty heated. I got you. Yeah, actually, I think I actually voted for JB at this category. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did too, or Misha from Periphery. It was one of the two because I am impressed with Periphery's guitar work, which we'll talk about later on. Uh, but yeah, the the winner was Jack Fowler from Sleeping with Sirens, and this was the one where I saw a lot of backlash on on the net. That was for sure. Yeah, I I think we're all on the same page about how we feel about Sleeping with Sirens. I just it's a popularity contest, right? That's what this whole thing is. So it's nothing against him talent wise. It's just. For that genre, you don't even need um, the kind of caliber that JB has for their kind of new music now. And he's just, I wouldn't say, on that level. It's not that he's not talented, like we stated earlier, but it just should not have been voted over JB or anybody in the other category. I think he would have been the lesser of all the contestants. Yeah, yeah. I think it's because just because it's sleeping with sirens that yeah, everybody exactly. just like gave him like the voted for him and just have him won like in the landslide. Oh, I I totally agree. Yeah, we're all on the same page on that one. All right, next one, best basis presented by Razor and Ty. Uh, let's start with you, Jackson. Who do you got for this one? This one was a tough one for me. I think Aaron Stringer from Amity Affliction is very talented, being probably the main asset to that band he's been in there since day one doing vocals and bass then again i'm also a huge fan of skylar accord from issues he is amazing on bass i think when you think of bass in the alternative scene you think of him destroying it on the stage so yeah those are the two top for me yeah definitely skylar accord because he definitely has the chops he has the slaps he has the presence on stage of, of a bassist and uh, I think I voted for him in that topic too. And as far as uh, Aaron Stringer is concerned, I think he's just there just to like play like the the root notes of the songs and just sing clean vocals live. But um, I'm not um, I'm not going against his talent. But definitely Skylar Accord definitely is very deserving. And Ralph Sicka being as an ocean, but yeah. definitely more um, Skylar because of the slap bass. I had Ralph Sicka and I had Aaron Stringer from uh, from Amity Affliction. I, you're right about what you're saying, Ty, on that one. I think I also put a lot of credit on him because he carries so many vocals that it's you know he's got to do both, so I put that a little bit more on him. But that's nothing against Skyler. This one actually made sense too, but I think also with Skyler winning, that was also huge on the popularity front as well. 
Because I mean, issues yeah, be, are yeah. Because issues huge. is like a, a very, very big popular band, so of course it's gonna go to Skylar. Because everybody be like, oh, Ralph Sicka, Venus and Ocean, Ryan Neff, Miss May I, um, Aaron Stringer, Emily Fiction. They'd be like, who are those guys again? I already listened to Issues. Let me just vote for Issues and right. be done with it. Exactly. I, I look <laughs> the amount of the amount of teenage girls I saw losing their minds for Issues anytime I see them. Like it's just that's just the way it's gonna be. You know. Yeah, I've I seen issues two, three times already. It's uh, never changing. Yeah, it's, it's never changing. You're absolutely right. All right, let's go on to the next one. We got Best Drummer presented by DW Drums. Uh, I would definitely would have given it to... Uh, I, I voted for uh, Aaron Gillespie of Under Oath, for right. sure. Jackson. Or uh, <laughs> Lionel Robinson from Let Live, but definitely Aaron. Yeah, I voted for Aaron Gillespie. I would have been fine with uh, Robinson of Let Live. But definitely my vote was Aaron Gillespie. He's way talented and a major staple on the scene. Yeah, that was the same for me. And the winner was uh, Christian Coma from Black Veil Brides, which I think is, uh, once again, I think that's the popularity. I'm another, not going to take away anything from him. because Another I, I, popularity contest again. Yeah, exactly. And that's what this, I mean, that's what this is. But you can see where the trend in music is going when you start seeing some of these things, you know? Yeah. All right, here we go. This is the one that got me the most upset, honestly. All right. This, oh, wait, wait. The Aaron Gillespie one? Yeah, that's oh, okay. the one that by far got me the most heated. Yeah. It's tough. It is very tough. These these youngins these days, they don't know Under Oath. <laughs> yeah, I'm so, exact, and they say, oh, I'm a huge Under Oath fan. Like, no, you're not. No, that, if, if Aaron's not getting your – well, they should have been like, oh, yeah, well, sometimes he's helped out with Paramore, and then maybe he would have won. Paraless? <laughs> oh, Damn. <laughs> Shots fired. If I had my shock jock uh, soundboard, <laughs> I would have had something. I would add something there. Yeah, I always call them paraless. Understood. And, he, it, and when I met Aaron at the um, the show that they took the the ten year anniversary tour, he actually agreed with what I said about them. About paraless. <laughs> about paraless. So <laughs> don't be too surprised. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, let's go on to the next one. We got best international band presented by Joey Sturgis Tones. I think I voted for. I think Parkway Drive, but I felt they got too much of a, like a popularity thing going on with being a, an international band that's very, very big. I think I kind of went with you, me at six. I don't remember. But uh, so, yeah, I think I voted for Parkway on this one. I voted for Parkway. Um, I think out of all those bands, they definitely have the biggest staple for international bands. Um, everyone knows Parkway Drive is not from there. To be honest with you, I didn't know that a couple of these were not from the States. I guess international referring to from the United States to other places, yeah, right, right. just in case we have listeners from other countries. <laughs> sure, sure. But, um, right, but I would have been okay with As It Is as well. Yeah, that's who I voted for was As It Is. I thought that Baby Metal was going to run away with this category. So yes, same. I was, I was surprised. Same. So, yeah. despite, all, despite all the hate that they get, I would have uh, thought that they would have taken that award too for sure. Absolutely, but you me uh, sorry, you me at six, they actually won. So I was a little surprised about that category for sure. Yeah, I actually like you me at six, so I'm not mad at that uh, answer either. No, no, it's fine. I mean, look, there's not a whole lot to be super pissed about. It's just more that this is a very opinionated show, and also this is a popularity contest in most cases for all these awards. So that's exactly. just kind of the way the way it is. Uh, so next yeah. one, we got best music video presented by Journeys. I picked Amber's New Clothes by Panic at the Disco. I really enjoyed that music video. And I know it's definitely the furthest away from the music that you would think of when you think of the Alternative Press Awards. 
But that music video to me was genius. I really yeah. liked it. You had it was that really one? entertaining. A great video. I went yes. different. I went uh, state champs. That was my yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, I just I switched it up every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Panic of the Disco won. Panic of the Disco yeah. won that one. But I I thought there could have been other music videos that could have been nominated for this as well. I was a little surprised there was no. I thought Bring Me the Horizon has done a good job. I, Amity Affliction has done a very good job with music videos. Uh, there have been plenty Ice Nine Kills. There have been plenty of bands that have done good storytelling jobs with them so i was a little surprised that none of them made it in yeah now that you mentioned ice nine kills i think one of their videos probably should have been in there yeah yeah um follow you from bring me the horizon should have been on that one that category too yeah that wouldn't have been bad right yeah there's there's a few things so that's that was a little surprising to me but i think maybe they were all bring me the horizon out from previous ones so that's that's a possibility That's a complete possibility. Next was the Icon Award presented by Equal Vision Records. Merch now. That was Marilyn Manson. There was no voting for that. I'm completely yeah. fine with that. I, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, he's a, he's already a legend in his own. So yeah. So he came out. It was an awkward speech, and then he left, and he let everyone know that Say Ten is going to be his next album. That's good. Hey. I, I like Manson. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm more old school Manson. Oh yeah, for sure. There's no doubt about that. I've seen him like 13 times, uh, and now I just. I don't go see him anymore because allegedly it seems like he's intoxicated all the time. So yeah, he's yeah. yeah they said he's turned to like Nicolas Cage or something like that now. So yes, that's a, that is a great way to put it. Yeah, I think he <laughs> he literally only screams and you can't tell what he's saying because he just doesn't care anymore. That's unfortunate, but if you haven't seen him, you should still go see him. All right, let's go to Song of the Year presented by Epitaph Records. Ty, let's start with you. I definitely voted for uh, Hallelujah by Panic as a Ghost, even though uh, Death of a Bachelor should have been the Panic at the Disco song in that category. But, of course, Panic at the Disco and Brandon Urie is very talented as hell, but I'm more of like the first album, Panic at the Disco. But, of course, Panic at the Disco is going to be just all like Brandon Urie's work and all that. So, yeah, definitely uh, Panic at the Disco is what I voted for. I personally don't think any of these songs should have won Song of the Year. I wasn't okay with any of them. <laughs> but just like the presidential debate, I'm picking the lesser of the evils here. Oh, um, topical. <laughs> um, I went with Divine Zero by Pierce the Veil because that's the song that got them out of the hiatus they were in that no one's heard from them in so long. And when that came out, I mean, everyone freaked out, including me. So that one had, to me the most mark out of all the other songs. I I, wo- I voted for the same thing. I voted for Divine Zero for sure. And the winner was Panic of the Disco. Hallelujah. Now, I don't know if I've even thought about this that much, but do you, either of you have a song of the year that you would have voted for or that you would have wanted nominated? Yeah, um, I would have voted for Amaisaman, Would You Still Be There? But Panic of the Disco is already uh, big a band as it is, and... Uh, with my votes, I just kind of based it uh, like off like the general public's uh, perception of those bands and how big those bands are. Right. So yeah, I would definitely like say, oh, I'm going with Panic at the Disco because everybody loves Panic at the Disco. Everybody loves Brandon. Everybody likes all that stuff he does. So I just kind of kind of went with my uh, instincts. That makes sense, Jackson. Anything off the top of your head? Yeah, I would have went with Dissolve, the new song by Being As An Ocean. I really enjoyed that song, especially by them just releasing a new album not too long ago and then coming out with that track and it completely changing their style of music and how good it was. 
that to me comes to the top of my head as to me the best single of the year so far. Interesting. Uh, the honorary mention would be Thrown by Bring Me the Horizon because it's too catchy of a song. It's highly popular and it's been used on WWE pay-per-views and all the other stuff. So I would have gone with Thrown. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I'm trying to think. The problem was I didn't know what their timeline was because it didn't seem like this meant from January of 2016 on. It would have had to have been from the last time they did the awards, right? So it would have to be half of or basically half of 2015 as well. And I think I'm missing something from there because I just don't know. I would have picked something from Issues or something as Song of the Year just because they're going by what was the most popular. So those are all extremely popular songs that came out. So I know there are other ones. I'm just drawing a blank on it. Yeah, which these things with these award shows, they always say 2016, but they always go with uh, 2015 stuff, and then for 2017, they're going to go with 2016. So, right. no, very yeah, true. we'll just see how that plays out for this year. Yeah, we've got our trackers going, so we'll be able to yeah. <laughs> we'll be able to tell them what they did wrong as soon as as soon as it happens. All right, so let's go to best live band presented by Audio Technica. Uh, best live band. Let's see here. Attila, Beartooth. Issues, Motionless and White, Neck Deep, and Slipknot. Yeah, I would say, I, I think I voted for Slipknot or Motionless and White. I voted for Neck Deep because I'm a Neck Deep fanboy. <laughs> but the band I personally think really should have won Best Live Band is Beartooth. Yes, yeah, sure. I think I voted for them. I, I voted for Motionless and White, but I see the argument for Beartooth. I also see the argument for Issues because they're very good live. Basically, this is probably the best category, I think, because every single one of these bands is good live. I was, I was, this was the most happy I, I could have been with a category like this. Now, the winner was Neck Deep, but I definitely mm-hmm. voted for Motionless and White for sure. Yeah, Bear Two, like last time I saw Bear Two was with uh, my ticket home and straight for the path at the Emporium Law Island. And once they came on, everybody just jumped up and down. It was insane, man. All right, let's see. I'm going to skip classic album and philanthropic dedicated fan base. Let's just say I thought this was a really weird one to vote on, uh, but you knew it was going to be the Ghost Inside. It had yeah, it had to be. There was nothing else you could do because if it wasn't. It would have been very bad. Oh, I yeah. They, they should have been a riot or something. Like <laughs> there's there's no way. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> but it was, the Ghost. Go ahead. The Ghost Inside winning that award was definitely well-deserved because it shows how much the fans really came out and supported them and a lot of the bands that helped them out since their van- their bus accident. So, yeah, I, it was like more of like a landslide kind of thing because it's Ghost Inside and everybody's been helping them. Yeah, and it was really great to see them come out and talk about how much it meant to them and everything. And we can only wish those guys the best. Yeah. It's, it's crazy what happened to them, and it's just... It's great to see them out and about and, you know, like doing their rehab and everything. It's, it's great. I hope they can get back to music sometime. Yeah, they will, for sure. They're going to come back harder. Oh, that'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. Uh, so then you had Breakout Band presented by Fueled by Ramen slash Roadrunner Records. I don't know why there's a slash there. Uh, but I voted for Neck Deep, and I did not vote for Neck Deep because of a Neck Deep fanboy. I voted for Neck Deep because I personally do think out of all the bands – that were in the discussion i think they definitely did have the biggest breakthrough especially with their new album they jumped very big this year i mean this was their year they are huge now especially now having one of their songs on wwe just like how bring me the horizon did that we discussed that earlier i mean they are officially everywhere now and i'm really proud of those guys and i think they deserve it 
Yeah, that I don't have a list for her as well. <laughs> All right, well, we'll skip you on this one then. Uh, yeah. I'm just going to say, I, I said I Prevail. I Prevail is headlining a tour, and they have an EP. They hit it out of the park. When they did that cover song of Taylor Swift, that, Blank uh, Space. Yeah, when they did Blank Space, and they, if you think about it, Our Last Night did Blank Space as well, and didn't get anywhere near the availability and the, the views that I Prevail got from their cover. So that's why I voted for them. You know, it ended up being state champs. And I'm like, eh, that's fine, I guess. I, I mean, yeah. I like state champs, but I wouldn't call it a breakthrough year for them. Yeah, uh, yeah I think of, uh, they're playing it steady. <laughs> yeah, speaking of pop-punk bands doing uh, pop covers, um, I'm pretty sure you heard the story of uh, Neck Deep talking about why they don't perform their uh, cover of 1975's Chocolate Live. Uh, I did not. What'd they say? Uh, I think they said they didn't like it. So uh, I don't think they said they didn't like it, but they said, we don't really do this song because if you want to hear that song, you can see the actual band that actually was the originator of that song live instead right. of just having us do it. Sure. That makes sense. That, that was Knuckle Puck. Oh, Knuckle was Puck. Knuckle Puck? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Hey, good. We. What did I say? Uh, you said Neck Deep, uh, Neck Deep right? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah that's right. my fault. No, there we go. Uh, all right. So next one. Best underground band presented by Entertainment One Music. Yeah, I voted for Rome because I've been a very huge fan of Rome now ever since their latest album dropped. Yep. But I also, in my mind, I really wanted Too Close to Touch to win as well. Those are my two top picks. Yeah, I think this was a good category all around. I voted for Too Close to Touch and they won. So I believe this is like the only one. <laughs> <laughs> I actually got. Uh, yeah, you got that one. I got it. Yes, uh, but I am really looking forward to the new "Too Close to Touch," and I think they are. I don't think after this next album they won't be underground anymore, but I think they would be considered an underground band still right now. I agree with you completely. I really do think this next album, especially going off that one single that they just yeah, released, it's badass, which I think is honestly the best song they have released and that is a great sign i'm really excited for the new album yeah me too the lead singer said that the lyrics he wrote he was in such a dark place and he's still like really excited for people to hear it so album of the year presented by journeys now ty you have to have this one right yep and i voted for that's the spirit for oh sure. sorry there are two sorry my bad uh so okay you voted for what that's the spirit by bring me the horizon hands down sure jackson i voted for life's not out to get you by neck deep I, I kind of figured you would. I kind of figured you would on that one. I knew you were going to guess it. I, I, I kind of gave it a second because I assumed you were going to answer I was just me. about to answer for you. That is true. But hey, no, I, I want you to get your stuff out. Uh, for me, I believe I also voted for Bring Me the Horizon on that one. But guys, the winner, though, is the true album of the year for sure, right? It's uh, 21 Pilots no, with, with Blurry Face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the album yeah, I would have to... Yeah, I think I heard a music video for that song um, a while ago, and I think I have yet to hear the album altogether. So I didn't think that, uh, but I like one music video that they did, but they had like the little like uh, toy bikes and stuff like that. Stressed out. Stressed yeah, out. Yeah, stressed out. Yeah, that's the one. I like the song that they have on the Suicide Squad soundtrack. <laughs> I think that's that's all yes. I got. Yeah, that's all I got right now. But yeah, I yeah. look. I just I don't get it yet. I, maybe I'm missing something. I think they're talented for what they're doing, but I just, I don't know. I was actually surprised that Sleeping with Sirens didn't win, but then I forgot that 21 Pilots are way more popular than even Sleeping with Sirens are. 
So Thanks. I'm actually yeah. a very big fan of 21 Pilots. That was yeah, that album, Blurry Face, was honestly like the album of my summer. That was like all I listened to. Well, so yeah, I'm not, not so- too upset with it. They're they're a huge band. I mean, they're making noise. They're selling out shows left and right. They're really making a statement, and they've this is only their third album. Well, Ty, it's very weird. I mean, we go ahead and we make all these special announcements. So I made the special announcement that Ty was joining the show permanently. But now I have to make the announcement that Jackson will be leaving us. This is this is crazy. <laughs> like, I can't believe it. Look at all these special announcements. Only, oh, only kidding. Only kidding. You know, I debated on whether I should express my love for 21. <laughs> you have to. This is but. an honest show. This is an honest show, yes, so I, I am glad. I want everyone to know that I am a big 21 Pilots fan, and I was not upset with that. But <laughs> don't get me wrong. They are the only exception I have for outside of the scene. Gotcha. Um, I just think they're so talented, and I really enjoy their music. But, yeah, I kind of knew I was going to get burned at the stake for that <laughs> one. But I'm okay with it. I'll go down with it. Well, let's go Let's go to Artist of the Year now, presented by Monster Energy. See, I'm just trying to get endorsements by reading this whole thing out here. Uh <laughs> So, Ty, what do you got for this one? Um, I think I voted Artist of the Year. I think definitely, uh, I think I voted for Slipknot or Panic at the Disco. Jackson, I might have an idea. Ian, I think your idea might be a little correct. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and throw in my vote for Neck Deep. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Ian's acting 101 again. Uh, Thank you, thank you. It's just the the timing. It's the timing. Uh, I think for this one... I voted for Beartooth because even though I love Motionless and White so much, I think that Beartooth's album was better than the recent Motionless and White album. I, I think that the new Motionless and White album is going to be amazing. But that yeah. I just I just think comparatively speaking, I think that Beartooth had a better year on that one. So I gave it to them. But once again, Jackson's favorite all-time band won, 21 Pilots. <laughs> <laughs> don't say that not my favorite all-time band and jokes aside of course i did not vote for neck beat i agree with ian i went with bear tooth that's oh, what i voted go. for yeah i really enjoy bear tooth i voted for them not 21 pilots everyone make I sure to tweet everyone make sure to tweet jackson the biggest 21 pilots fan <laughs> hashtag jackson hates 21 pilots let's get let's get it going that is yeah it. That is a long ass hashtag. Yeah, now I have something to listen to now because of you guys. I mean, look, I'm gonna give it a little listen to. I I just haven't had the time. It's, there's yeah. there's too much other stuff that I'm like excited about to throw on 21 Pilots, and I'll get to them. I know they're talented, but I I once saw them at like uh, it was one of those ESPN X games, and they just didn't impress me. So that's why I wasn't like, oh, I definitely have to check this out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we got all that done. Everyone got to hear how opinionated we are, so that's good. So once again, I'm going to put our names out there for Alt Press. We want to host next year. We want to host that fucking awards show. We're going to do a great job. So look for us Everyone's there. tired of all-time low. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, come on. We don't need that anymore. Ian hates music. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting Why tired. I'm getting tired of this. <laughs> Wait, the show already? You just joined. No, nah, nah, I'm, re- I'm tired of uh, all-time low hosting. So. No, nah, I got you. I got you. All right. So before getting into some album reviews... Jackson, I wanted to talk to you because you just went to see Forevermore live, and we had kind of teased that last week, and then we just had the conversation with Jared Storm of Forevermore. So please tell us how that show went. The show was really enjoyable. I went with a couple friends, which is not something I usually do. I usually attend by myself, but Forevermore's lineup, which was 
Forevermore, Kingdom of Giants, and Darkness Divided, and of course a couple of local bands from Dallas. The local bands were great, but when the tour package actually started, first band up was Darkness Divided. They released a self-titled album not too long ago, which is a great album. Again, it's called Darkness Divided, which is also their name. It is a great album. They put on an amazing show. It was the first time I've seen them live. Okay. And it was also their first time in Dallas, I believe. They're from San Antonio. Yeah, and San they Antonio. Had great, yeah, I, I was waiting to tell you that because I know you're a San Antonio fan. Damn straight. But, yeah, they they definitely played a really good show. I was really impressed with them. I made sure I bought their record and a T-shirt. Um, great lyrics. Um, they are a religious band, just like Forevermore, so I can see how they tied together well. And, of course, they had their um, their speech and everything and their take on the world as it is right now, which is something a lot of religious bands like to do in the middle of their set, which was, honestly, it was great. It was heartwarming. <laughs> then next, Kingdom of Giants. Great band. They put on a really good show. I personally do not really enjoy their music all that much, listening to it on my own time. Okay. But to watch them live, it was really enjoyable. They put on a great show. But the main band, the main reason I went was Forevermore, which I'm so grateful that we got to have them on the podcast, on the show to do an interview, which is awesome and really got to learn in depth about what that album's about. Their show was incredible and the crowd went nuts for them. They even had to stop the show at one point and say, guys, every time we come to Dallas, you guys really know how to show up. Usually for small venue shows like this, they don't do encores. It got to the point where they did an encore. Oh, nice. Which is crazy. Yeah, I wouldn't have expected that from a band not as big as them. Oh, sure. So that was really cool to see. Um, They played, honestly, most of their new songs off the new album, which I did not believe was going to happen since they just released it. Because I know some bands don't like to play always brand new songs fresh like that because, you know, they they want the fans to sing along and things like that but they played a lot of new songs and hearing the songs from the album and hearing them live it was awesome they have really great talent the screamers amazing they put on a really good show they really pour their heart out on that stage and i was really impressed with them very nice yeah i went ahead when i talked to jared about that i asked him you know hey are you playing more songs from the new album from integral and he said yeah and i was impressed with that for sure uh and then obviously earlier in the show we played nascent going into the conversation and then at the end of the show we're going to be playing order so both those songs are from integral make sure you guys pick that up for sure because it sounds like they're awesome and i i also one of the questions i asked was when are you coming to the east coast because i have not had a chance to see forevermore yet so i'm looking forward to that as well especially after your review for sure yeah i wasn't really like into forevermore at first i've seen the name around a couple of times but now that the new album is out and you just talking about it yeah, I finally got the album, I think uh, I think it was a week or so ago, before I went down to Dominican Republic for vacation, and I actually enjoyed it for the most part, but I think it was like more into like Silent Planet's new album than Forevermore's, but Forevermore definitely gets a, like a thumbs up for me on that gotcha. new album that they dropped. Yeah, I like them both. I like them both, and I, especially because I got, you know, now Forevermore as friends of the show, and I enjoyed my conversation with Jared, especially what I really liked was not only the music as well, but the concept, the whole spiral dynamics, because then I got to do some research and I got to go through what spiral dynamics was and I got to hear the podcast that they did that I'm also going to have in the description. They did a podcast for Solid State, 
where there was no host or anything. They just went through the album talking about the connection with Spiral Dynamics. And then at the end, it was more of a religious conversation. And as you heard from the conversation I had with Jared, you know, he talks about that some more because I found that pretty interesting. Not being a religious person myself, and I told him that, you know, people know that, especially if they listen to the convictions conversation I had with Josh. I'm not a religious person, but I love talking about that stuff, and I like hearing people's opinions on everything and their perspectives. So to hear that, I really like the music, and then to hear the background was pretty awesome for me as well. So everyone should definitely go check it out see them on tour that's how they get their support is from people coming out and buying a t-shirt and and getting an album uh so hopefully you can pick up integral and uh, go from there and yeah i'm just excited even for new stuff coming uh and they just had a new album out so yeah yeah definitely check it out i think that's good uh let's go on to album reviews now and let's start out with periphery so it might be confusing to people it's periphery three colon select difficulty (laughs) so you know they did periphery one they did periphery two periphery three select difficulty i guess i'll start with this one so i am not the biggest periphery fan i like some of their stuff and i've kind of gone back and forth with them they change a lot in their albums i think uh at least from what i've what i've heard anyways and they did that gigantic two album set last year it was so recent they did juggernaut uh, I think it was what Juggernaut Alpha and Omega came out last year. They've just been putting out stuff every single year. And what I read was that this album, that Select Difficulty, was supposed to be an EP. They were just going to put out an EP for everyone and then ended up putting out the whole album. And it tracks over an hour. Over an hour for now what I would call a metalcore band. They've seemed to go directly into metalcore. Now, I will say though. I would consider myself more of a fan now because I do like this album. I'm going to try and see them live when they come to Boston at the end of the summer. Unfortunately, though, they're going to a place that normally isn't that expensive, but for some reason, it's like 40 bucks. And the bands that they're with are like, do you know, do you guys know Sick? It's uh, S I K T H. Yeah. They're not I bad. Heard of them. They're, they're not bad. I know one song of theirs that I liked from like eight years ago. But I have no idea what they've been doing now. And then the other two bands I don't know. And that's not saying that they're not talented. I just don't I think know. I think uh, Chon is one of those bands. And I've seen, I think I've heard um, Chon's music and seen the music videos before. So I think they're going on tour with them, Tooth yep. Grinder, and Sick. Right. Now, would you recommend, if you've seen those, because I this is a show, one of the first times that I've never seen any of the bands live. Would you recommend I rec- that? I recommend Chong, but I never heard Tooth Grinder or sixth i don't know how how you pronounce that yeah, i think it's name. Sixth. yeah yeah i definitely recommend chong i think they've been on tour with dance gavin dance before and they're pretty good uh like progressive rock band as okay. opposed to like where polyphia is more progressive metal i think it is yeah now so I mean, yeah i would call this now metalcore if, if i yeah. was gonna call it anything but yeah you're right okay well i might go see it i might go see them live i think spencer's voice is very good in this album I think he does a lot of different things with his range. I think he does a lot of different styles. And because he's the new singer from from first to last, I also kind of want to see that too. So I might go to this show and that will be my final like grade for whether or not I'm a, you know, I become a periphery fan or not. But I would say this album is it's good. Like I, I there are a few tracks I like Marigold, I like Remain Indoors, Absolve, I guess is how you say and Catch Fire. I thought those were good. Uh, but yeah, sorry, I've been talking a lot about this album. I think it's good. 
I just, I'm not completely sold on them yet. So I need to give it a little bit more time. Jackson, how about you? What do you think? I'm on the same boat as you. I did enjoy Marigold. That was one of the only songs I actually liked off the album. They have a really good, not they, I'm sorry. The singer of Prayer Free has a really good vocal range. I was really impressed with his vocals. But the album in general really just didn't click with me. I didn't enjoy it all that well. It was kind of one of those albums where you hear it once, you know, you enjoyed it, you didn't hate it, you didn't not like it, but you did enjoy it. But I'll never, I don't think I can catch myself coming back to it and listening to that album again. It just didn't stick to me. Okay. What about you, Ty? Yeah, I think um, the end result is the same with uh, Jackson, but I did enjoy the album for the most part, but I felt like it has... It's basically another periphery album, if you will. It has this mix of like more heavy songs, like more melodic metalcore-ish songs, and a couple of soft tracks. And that my general opinion on the album is that it came too soon after like the double album with uh, Juggernaut, Alpha, and Omega, and they should have toured more to support that and then drop a uh, select difficulty. But, but hey, what else can you expect from periphery? And uh, I based off my uh, listening experience off a note off. The uh, website SputnikMusic.com of one reviewer just split apart the tracks into his like own like little categories like the Price is Wrong and Motor like Motormouth are like the more tough guy come at me bro tracks <laughs> sure. and and uh, Marigold the the way the news goes Flatline and Absalom is like the pop driven melodic metalcore tracks with the sensitive bent sure remain remain indoors habitual line stepper and play position there's like songs that will confuse people attempted to mosh at the live shows maybe that's why and i like it <laughs> and uh catch fire and luna are like the sensitive songs with the sweet grooves hindered by lyrics that fit the hair metal and or new metal movement sure i think they were like the more softer songs yeah with that... loom being like the final song which like the i think is like the more like softer like more ambient kind of song right and i enjoyed that one too yeah they're they're kind of all over the place because that's kind of the way their discography has always been is that they're kind of all over the place so that's why i'm fine with it because i think there's something in there for most people uh i think that you know using the strings very well as they did was, was a nice touch i also love the three guitarists i think that you can really hear that come out on the album but that's just you know that's just me I, I need to get into it some more. I would say this is worth a listen. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Even though Periphery, the first one, definitely uh, is a masterpiece album. Oh, sure. I got you. And I need to give, I think I need to give their whole discography. And uh, I mean, it seems like that's a daunting task with how much yeah. they tend to put out. But, <laughs> but it's nice to know that it's there and I can go ahead and, and check it out for sure. So Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't really enjoy Periphery too, though. Okay. Uh, Jackson, what about you? Are you going to check out some of their older stuff, or have you already? I've checked out their older stuff. I do have one thing to say about Periphery. If you are a big Periphery fan, you must really love what they're doing because they're releasing music left and right. And if my favorite band was releasing as much music as Periphery is, I mean, that would just be a dream for me. I would love it if oh, yeah, 21 yeah. Pilots was only releasing music. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> But no. Sleeping but with then, Sirens. Like, yeah, I got you. Yeah, Sleeping with Sirens and all-time low rollage releasing. That'd be great. <laughs> but no, on a, on a more serious note. Yeah, I think that's really cool for the fans in that sort of sense that they're always releasing new music. But to me, it's quality over quantity. I think they should have taken more time on this maybe. I'm, I'm not a fan of them, but I'll definitely give the older stuff a try and see what's going on with them. All right, there we go. All right, let's move on to the next album. We've got the new low with continuance. 
So this one again, I, I love this. I think this album was great. I'm a big fan. I was a fan of them when they were Hearts and Hands, uh, when it was a Chelsea Grin offset band, and they did a EP, which is completely different than the full length that they did as Hearts and Hands, and then they switched over to what they're doing now. And I love the two vocalist approach that they do. Uh, I would say this is a lot like Amorosa and Too Close to Touch with breakdowns from time to time, basically. And then I like, Jackson, that what you had mentioned as well is that you hear some slaves in there. And I totally agree because I think you definitely hear them mimicking a little bit of Johnny Craig. That's exactly what I was getting off of it. Yeah. So I'm a big fan of post-hardcore, you know, go ahead, Ty. Yeah, because I used to listen to them when they were in um, what they were called Hearts and Hands, when they had Alex from Chelsea Grin as their vocalist, and they had the the clean vocalist Garrett Garfield, and they were doing like more of like the heavy breakdowns with the screechy Chelsea Grin screaming with the more melodic hard rock stuff or with the stuff that they're doing now. Right. But yeah, I never really followed up with them much. I think they lost me after that EP that they did with Alex. Gotcha. Well, for me, this works out perfectly because I like that post-hardcore you know, Emerosa, like they are a little bit more of what Emerosa used to be because Emerosa now I would not consider post hardcore, but I still love 131. I think that's a great album. This is going in that direction, but throws in the heavy from time to time. And I think their vocalists are great. So for me, I really enjoyed this album a lot. Jackson, what about you? Yeah. Like you just said, when you ended it, I loved the vocals. I think they're a great asset to the scene i mean those vocals in this scene of music are really really just amazing if you ask me um especially in songs like start over and afraid where they really just go straight up clean and kind of leave their more hardcore but songs like burning bridges and get what you give i really enjoyed those songs i think it's great when a band can mix perfect clean vocals along with breakdowns and things of that nature. I thought it was a really good album from beginning to end. And unlike the last albums that have been releasing, this one I actually do catch myself listening to it. And it stuck to me. And I actually do come back to this album and listen to it more and more. Oh, very nice. I mean, it, lo- it looks like uh, Jackson and I would definitely recommend that. Now, Ty, and we might have more on this in the future. I'll just leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. But I think everyone should go out and check out Continuance for sure. Now, Ty, you also had an album that, unfortunately, I wasn't able to check out. Do you want to go into that? Yes. uh, It's uh, Jason Richardson's solo debut album. It's called I or One. But it's it's leading more towards I. And in case people don't know about Jason Richardson, he used to be the guitarist in All Shaw Parish. Uh, Born of Osiris and Chelsea Grin. Right. So now he just branched out and doing his um, own solo album. And he, um, I think he's too good of a guitarist to be in those bands, even though he made the the Discovery album from Born of uh, Osiris sound good. And he made the full length Chelsea Grin album sound good and the e- the Evolve EP. But I think he's shining more on shines more on his own than he did with both of those bands. Okay. So. So he basically entitled, uh, he hired Luke Holland to do the drums for the album because before he went to the studio with Taylor Larson, he basically did the the writing process himself and programmed the drums and hired Luke Holland to play the drums for uh, like the way he envisioned them to sound when he programmed the album himself before he took that to the recording studio. The entire album through, they straight kill this album. This is, they is this all, it's all instrumental? Uh, not all instrumental. Some have like... Um, some guitarist um, 
guest appearances like Jeff Loomis from Arch Enemy, Jackie Vincent, who oh, okay. used to be in uh, Fallen in Reverse, Mark from Periphery, Nick Johnston. But he has uh, Spencer Sotelo on one song, yep. and he has uh, Lucas from Vale Maya on another song. But the entire album, it's mostly... Um, instrumental, but some parts you can get the guest appearances from the guitarist and the vocalist. Okay. But the first, the first two tracks, title Omni and Titan, really sets you up for like a whole ride the entire way through with the album for sure. So I definitely highly recommend that one if you're into um, Jason Richardson's work and Luke Holland's drum work. If you want to hear Luke Holland shred on the drums, as opposed to being in the Word Alive, where it's pretty much basic stuff with a little twists and turns here and there. Definitely check out that album for sure. I definitely will. What about you, Jackson? Yeah, yeah, I definitely will. I mean, the way you put it, it sounds like a really interesting concept. I've never heard of it, but the, I mean, it sounds great if you ask me, especially drums from Luke Holland and the sort of track record that he has. I mean, I definitely got to give it a shot. Yeah, I think everyone should. Yeah, for sure. We'll definitely have more to talk about then in the future. Well, now, man, we have covered a ton tonight so let's uh let's get to upcoming albums so on august 5th we're gonna have new albums coming out from the brave epoch we're gonna have russian circles with uh guidance moose blood with blush and then also friend of the show alteris are going to have that re-release of grief off revival recordings so make sure to support all these bands and i'm just going to say especially alteris since they're friends of the show and i really like that album grief so it's a reissue you didn't have the ability to get it in the past because of their record label stuff so now revival has them and now they're reissuing grief so make sure to check that out because it is a very very good album and i'm looking forward to new stuff coming from them as well yeah because August 5th is um, an artist on Sumerian Records. It's more of like the alternative pop um, style of music. I'm pretty sure you heard the or read the name somewhere around before. They're called. She's called Dreamings. That really sounds familiar, but I don't have it on my list, so fill us in. Yeah, if you've seen the cheesy Sumerian Records movie called uh, What Now, and you see the scene where... Um, what you would call it, uh, Ash's character dances and makes out with Jeffree Star's character in that scene of the movie. Yeah. You hear her song called um, Like a Ghost play. She's an artist on Sumerian, of course, and she's and Ash has got to have her music playing somewhere in right. the movie and whatnot. So yeah, her new album's coming out soon, August 5th, and she basically is more alternative pop, and so I highly recommend that, and I'm definitely looking forward to hearing that for sure. Sounds Just good. like a... It just sounds like an album that you just want to just like chill and just vibe out to as opposed to where like, well, you when you think of Sumerian records, you hear like more genty metalcore kind of stuff. But they always go out of the box when it comes to signing artists with different styles of music. Like they did a tribute album for Florence and the Machine. Right. right. The, the, Samer- the Ceremonials, I think it is. Yeah, it's something like that. That name sounds very familiar. Yeah, so definitely um, Dreamings, I'm definitely checking out August 5th, and I'll be talking about that next time we do this episode. Sounds great. This whole month is going to have a lot of fucking good stuff. So this oh, is just, man. Yeah, this is just the start of things, so we'll definitely yeah. get to more. Yeah, shout out to Siler, August, 25th, uh, August 26th, actually, sorry. They're dropping help back day after my birthday, for sure. Oh, very nice. Hey, you guys have like birthdays around the same time, Oh, right? that's sick. Yeah. Yeah, mine is the 21st. Yeah. Yeah. Very They're nice. They're doing... Uh, so anybody from New York who might be listening to this, they're doing a CD release show, Webster Hall, August 27th. So try not to get hurt. Don't try to get into a fight with those dudes who are <laughs> going to be there. Say they're going to destroy the venue, if you will, with their idiotic mindset. Oh, sure. So. Sure, absolutely. 
<laughs> well, that's that's good to know. Yeah, we're going to have to keep track of that stuff for sure, especially with all these birthdays coming up. Let's go ahead. Let's do Breakdown from the Past. Um, new metal masterpiece album from 2001. Very dark, very heavy, very gritty. And I'll say the band name and the album title right now is Slipknot, Iowa. All right. Classic <laughs> album. Classic album. It is a classic First, album. I'll give you that. Classic. I cannot get enough of it. It's from front to back, just straight darkness and craziness. Once you hear uh, Slipknot talk about it in interviews or like on YouTube interviews, you will hear like the stories that they tell about them going into the studio and doing this album and the places that they go to. So yeah, definitely check out Iowa, who haven't heard Iowa. So yeah, definitely check out the tracks, My Plague, um, The Heretic Anthem, Left Behind, um, Disaster Peace. Yeah, just the entire album. Listen to it. If you're 555, I'm 666. I got it. That's right. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. We're, We're totally with you. Very nice, man. What about you, Jackson? What do you got? My breakdown from the past is an album from 2005. Now, remember, that doesn't sound too old, but I was 10 at the time. So for <laughs> me, that is quite some time ago. Sure. But it is All's Well That Ends Well by Chiodos. By Chiodos. Ah, there classic we go. Classic album. Yes. Classic. Yes. Very classic. Even Very though nice. Breakdown, yeah. even though Bone Palace Ballets like, takes the, uh, the cake a little bit, it's like, Say that two albums are tied together, but Bone Palace just takes a little bit, a little bit, because of the, the classical feel. But definitely All's Well That Ends Well, definitely a starter album for anybody who just got into like Chiodos around that same time. Yeah, for sure. They actually <laughs> come up again in a conversation that I have for next week. So I'll definitely be talking about them a little bit more. But yeah, that's a good choice. That is a very good choice, and I'm a big fan as well of Chiodos. I was a big fan of uh, one of the breakdowns of the past, uh, what was it, two, three weeks ago, was uh, Drugs as well. Yes. So, oh, yeah. Yes. yes. When yes. you said that, I was like, oh, man, I remember that. That yeah. was great, yeah. Oh, that was really good. Yeah, so I'm totally with you. So, All right, so now I'll do mine, uh, and mine is nowhere near as well-known as a tooth <laughs> that you guys chose. It, it may be. Do you think so? Really? All right. Well, let's. Yeah. I'll, I'll say the name. The name is Drop Dead Gorgeous. They had uh, three albums, go. but you know them, Ty? Yeah. What about you, Jackson? Nope. All right. Well, this is great because now you can you can check them out. So, uh, Ty, what do you remember about them specifically? I remember seeing them the first time back in 2007. I think it was the Aiden headlining tour when Aiden dropped uh, Conviction, their oh. worst album, hands down. <laughs> but Aiden uh, still remains was on that tour. Uh, a band called 1997 was on that tour and Drop Dead Gorgeous. Oh, well first done. Time seeing Dro- first time seeing Drop Dead Gorgeous, I think, is around the same year that they dropped their album called Words in the Fairy Tale. It wasn't their best album. And they dropped the Invoke 2005, which is like their starter album for those for getting into Drop Dead Gorgeous. But yeah. definitely the the Hot and Heavy in 2009, yeah. I think it is. Yep, that was right. like my most favorite Drop Dead Gorgeous album. And they went out on a high note with that album for sure. And they went out and did a couple of other projects. Yeah. That they're not together anymore. No. They, did, uh, Beach, they did Bleach Blonde in Rise Records, which was like a good album. Yeah, and they did uh, eighteen eighty seven or eighteen eighty five or whatever that one of those. I think I lost track. Did. Yeah, I lost track of them. Yeah, but definitely hot and heavy is a high, highly recommended album from me. Yeah, for whoever's getting into Drop Dead Gorgeous, even though it's the latest album they did before they broke up. But if you want to hear like heaviness and melodicness and Danny Stillman's uh, vocals oh, is love Danny Stillman's vocals. Yeah, it's yeah, it's so passionate and 
I don't know, there's despair, and it's just, it's so unique, it's great metalcore, and like Ty said, he's going to recommend The Hot and the Heavy, I'm going to recommend Worse Than a Fairy Tale, I love the track Drawing the Devil, I just, that track blows me away every time that I hear it, there's just so much desperation and despair in it, and there's just something about it that I love, so give this band a chance, uh, They like Ty said, they're not around anymore. Yeah, and uh, the, the track I recommend from... Uh is uh, Two Birds, One Stone off the Hot and Heavy. So oh, if sure. you want to hear how passionate uh, Danny Stillman's voice is, listen to that song and watch the music video for it, too. There you go. Very nice. I think we're all set. Did we miss anything? Not really, no. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I think we're all good. So let me go around the table right here and ask Jackson, do you have anything to plug? Guys, remember we're every Thursday, Ian Hates Music podcast. Um, we're on Twitter, Instagram. We got plenty of ways to listen to us. Please subscribe. Give us a five rating. I'd rate myself a five, I think. I think I'm pretty cool. <laughs> Damn straight. Um, I, think we, I think we all agree, all three of us. <laughs> but, yeah, I'd really like to hear some feedback from you guys. Please uh, thank you guys for listening. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're going to be promoting um, the episodes with all three of us, like, any chance that we get. So, yeah, Absolutely. anybody who loves to listen to us talk and be very opinionated on whatnot, if you want to give us feedback, we're welcome to that too. Like, we might work some of the, like the listeners' opinions and questions like we get we on our social medias in the show. And yeah, just keep rating, keep listening. iTunes, put us on Revolt TV, put us on MTV Two, VH1, <laughs> put all, us on all uh, press, all press, uh, APMAs, all press. Put us on VH1, a slot before Amber Rose's new talk show, because I love Amber Rose's. Uh, she's a beautiful woman. That's beside the point. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, definitely give That's us a shout out. That's what you're plugging. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely um, shout us out. Uh, listen, keep listening. We'll be on social media all the time, promoting this episode when it comes out. So, yep. yeah, definitely give us a shot. And, yeah, we'll be giving you a lot more. It's Ian Hates Podcast on Twitter. It's Ian Hates Podcast on Instagram. And then you can also reach out on Facebook, facebook.com slash Ian Hates, as well as writing emails with any questions, anything you want us to talk about, ianhates at gmail.com. But before we go into the complete end of that, Ty, you also have a blog, right? Yes, I do. It's uh, Ty Rock City Music Entertainment Blog. It's on wordpress.com. It's Ty Rock City, all in one word dot wordpress.com i just posted the i think i posted the first episode of the ones that we did the first time we did it recently as an update yeah the warp tour around around. so yeah if you missed it go listen to it check it out it's right there all i had to say is uh expect nothing less speaking of um quotes if you will there you go well you you went ahead because what i was going to also say was uh, not only will these episodes be posted there but then also you do a lot of concerts that you go to as well yeah. so you write about them and you're a person that actually goes to the shows and you know yeah. what you're talking about so it's good yeah. to actually go to your blog and read this stuff because you're actually going out and doing it yeah uh, i just like i don't hate, hold anything back i anything i say it's, I'm still sticking with, and I have a couple of shows coming up. One I'm actually doing, um, working the soundboard for is more of like a local show, if you will. Cool. It's more like a backyard backyard show, August 27th. If you're a New York resident and you want to check that out, come check that out. So Very more nice. details will be provided later at a better later time on Facebook or on yeah. Twitter. So yeah, keep an eye out, and I'll be definitely be talking about that one on the podcast just to give everybody an insight of how the New York local scene is. Awesome. Yeah, and I have two shows coming up uh, very soon. Tomorrow, the next day, uh, I have I Prevail, 
with uh, My Enemies and I, uh, Bad Seed Rising, and The White Noise. Extremely excited about this. That's going to be awesome at a, at a local venue. And then, unfortunately, it's a big venue show, which I don't normally like to go, but it's fucking Deftones, so I'm going to that. So I, I'm not going to miss Deftones coming around. So I have those two shows coming up for sure. Yeah, Just- please... Yeah, please talk about Deftones because I don't think I'm going to make the August 5th show that they're having in Brooklyn with Refused and yeah, Coney that's, Island, I think it is. And I'm going on the 9th uh, uh, for that show. So, yeah, so I want to see uh, I want to see Refuse as well. So uh, I think yeah. it'll be good. Yeah, I'll have a review for all that, too. Jackson, do you have anything coming up before the next episode? I can't put my finger on it, but I do know I will be going to that I Prevail tour that you were just mentioning because that is going to be a great one. I really like White Noise, yeah. My Enemies and I, and I Prevail, especially I Prevail. So yeah. I'm really excited for that one. That's I can't think good. of the other ones, but I know there is some. But there's a big show coming up in Poughkeepsie, New York. It's the, the Sold Out Festival, and Beartooth is headlining it. Oh, very nice. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be attending that one. It's 40 bucks to get in if you're at the Chance in Poughkeepsie. Doors open at 1. Uh, Beartooth is headlining. And Every Time I Die is playing Straight from the Path. Uh, a local band from New York, uh, Connecticut called Forget Tomorrow is playing the show, I think. What date is it? Uh, October 29th, oh, Saturday. We got, <laughs> you made it seem like it was coming up like <laughs> this week. Yeah, we got plenty of time. It just gives to... you something to look forward to in yeah. October. So. We got yeah, plenty Beartooth, Beartooth is headlining. Every Time I Die is Straight from the Path. Fit for a came plotting you, knuckle up old wounds. Nice. Yeah, it's gonna be a very, very stacked show. Sirens of Sailors, Knock Loose, Ghost Key. Yeah. If you see me talking on social media about this show, be on the lookout for me because I will definitely be there. And you can tell me how much you hate my opinions on <laughs> Ian Hates Podcast. I'm not gonna be uh, super emotional about it because everybody has the right to their opinions. Exactly. And tell me that I was wrong for saying it just so uh, have a right. Just like I have a right to say what I like about these bands and stuff like that. So we're we're putting out on this show. Not only are we obviously going to be opinionated, we're we're putting out our love and passion for this music as well. Like that's the point of the show is to share like the amount of new bands we talk about, the amount of like love we share for all this way outweighs any of the little bits of negative that we have to say about the APMAs or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're we're hopefully giving people a ton, not only with the conversations with band members to talk about new music that's coming out or how they got to where they were or where they're going, but then also just how much we love some random album that we're hoping people will also love as well. Yeah. You know, that's what we do on the show. So let me, yeah. let, let me close this all out here, and I just want to give another thank you to Jared Storm of Forevermore uh, for lending his music and coming on and taking his time to talk about Integral and everything else that we discussed. It was a great talk. I really love getting into all that stuff, especially concepts and everything. It's a lot of fun for me. I want to thank Jerry for helping set that up. Much appreciated on that front. Make sure you guys go out and support Forevermore with what they're doing. I hope everyone enjoyed that conversation because I really did. So once again, you can get in touch with us all the regular ways, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just look up Ian Hates Podcast or Ian Hates for all of those. I also have the other you know, shows that I do, Ian Hates Movies, and then movies. I'll have, yep, and Ian Hates Love, uh, the show that just came I'm out. I'm still waiting for that. I know. I'm still I, waiting for that. Believe me, I have to get everyone's stuff recorded, and then I can do it. Well, I, I, I forgot to mention, you know how they have those fake holidays that no one ever really talks about, but you'll see a hashtag? Yeah. So today, yeah. today is, uh, <laughs> it's National Ex-Girlfriend Day. 
Oh, God, yeah. So I saved this for the end, of course. I just wanted to say to any ex-girlfriends that are listening right now or any in the past, you had no effect on me having this show or any of my other shows. The only time... Oh, my God. The only it's time... Like that actually did it. <laughs> the only time that, that the things are going to come up is probably in Ian Hates Love. But I'll make oh, sure to man. change everyone's name and whatnot. But I just thought that was yeah. funny that people were talking about all that stuff. And this joke will make a lot more sense next week when we have another conversation. But I'm going to start promoting that later. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Jackson. Thank you, Ty. This is going to be our normal setup from now on. So we're going to have a lot of opinions, a lot of perspectives, a lot more music for everyone to love. I think this is going to work out very well. Thanks to Jared Storm again. Thank you, Jerry, for helping set it up. Thank you, Forevermore. Thank you, Jackson. Thank you, Ty. Let's go with Jackson first. What do you got to say to leave? Because I know you had a little while to go. I know you took time to figure this out. <laughs> what do you want to say? Some final words to everyone for this episode. I took a long time to figure out what I was going to say. And I still didn't figure out what I'm going to say. But I will leave everyone with peace out. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Ty, can you do better than that? Yeah, like I said before, I think I said it, I think it's on my uh, Instagram um, profile description. So yeah, hands down, expect nothing less. That's all I gotta say. There you expect go. nothing less. Well, thank you guys, and we're gonna go out today with order from Forevermore off of Integral. I think you guys are really gonna love this track, especially you know if you like Nascent, you're also gonna really love this track too. So we'll go out with order, and like always, long days and pleasant nights. Thanks everyone.